And good morning. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Griffin Bass. We are with you for the next couple of hours. And then tonight, going to be with you at Mother's North Grill in Timonium for the Tyus Bowser Show. Let me get two things out of the way really quickly here at the start of the show. First thing, I don't know who the guest is. I promise you guys, and y'all know I love you. I promise you that when we know, we tell you. I promise you. It's not something that we just choose to sit on for like 48 hours. Well, we could tell them, but what if we didn't? I promise you. And I understand that uh, you want to know. A couple of you are like, hey, I want to go out and buy a card. I want to, you know, like, I understand. I get it. Trust me. We just don't know. I also understand that, uh, like, coming back from London, everybody's been trying to get situated. So I'm sure that's part of the uh, part of the issue. You spend a week away from your family, your friends. You get back. You, uh, you know, it might be a little bit difficult uh, adjusting back. So hopefully we'll have an answer shortly. And when we have it, we'll share it because we care. That's the way it works. Now, as far as the other thing is concerned, no. I'm going to go 0 for 2 here. No, I don't know anything more. I don't. Now, this is going to be like I'm going to pull the curtain back for a second. Tyus Bowser show tonight, Mother's North Grill and Timonium, starting at 7 o'clock. It's brought to you by A.J. Michael, Superbook Sports, HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Find out more, PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. I don't know. I choose not to use um, my per... When I said yesterday, when it comes to Tyus, I'm not unbiased can make that a lyric when i said that part of that is i think you guys know that i have developed a personal friendship with tyus bowser i i am not i can't be a reporter when it comes to tyus bowser because you guys know he's a personal friend of mine so i don't choose to use that relationship now does that mean that somebody would say well that seems stupid you might have uh you you would have information before anybody else would yeah might I might, but he's a co-host of mine. So I got to be able to go do a show with him tonight. So if I trade that out, and that means that today, like Ian Rappaport can report something before I get, that's the way it goes. That's the choice that I made when we agreed to do this show to begin with. It's a partnership. So trust me, all the same things that you guys are thinking about and wondering, it's same here. Was that John Harbaugh's way of saying that Tyus needs to have a surgery that would probably shut him down for the year? I can understand why that would be the first thing that you would think of. And somebody would say, well, it's just vague enough that it could be anything. Is, is Tyus going to say he's retiring? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, he just told us he was close a couple weeks ago. I don't know what's happened between now and then if there was a setback. I, I think it's odd. I, I, here's something I can tell you because we talked about it with Tyus. Tyus hasn't been traveling to road games. So it it was kind of odd to me that Tyus went to London. Like, to me, that was extraordinarily encouraging. Oh, maybe they think he could be getting back soon. It was odd to me that he went to London if it wasn't close. The Ravens have been not having injured players travel. Now, maybe... The issue last week is that they literally took their entire operation to London, and so there would be nobody to train with if he stayed back in Baltimore. I would think they might for uh, – I don't know. I Again, I'm spitballing here. 
Um, what? Is it just as simple as he just wanted to go to London? Or uh, yeah, but I would tell you that he wants to go everywhere. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, he does. Yeah. He he does not like not being on the road. He, we were talking about the fact that he had to sit and watch a game at a bar and. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Federal Hill. He he doesn't like that. So. I don't know. I don't have those answers for you. But we will ask tonight on the Tyus Bowser Show. And if you're there, you'll probably be the first to know. Or or he won't have an update for us. And this will continue to linger on for a couple. I don't know. I don't I don't have those answers. So I get it. I understand why y'all were texting me and we all were reaching out to me. You got that inside scoop. It's the same thing I'm going to tell you about everything. Yes. Tonight, Tyus Bowser show, Mother's North Grill. Whenever anybody's asked me, hey, could you could you uh, introduce me to a Ravens player? Sure can. Tyus Bowser show, show up. You got any of that inside information? Show up. It's like when you guys ask me about sports things, I'm like, listen to the show. I love you. I appreciate it. I know we're friends, but I peddle my wares like anybody else. It'd be like me... You know, having a friend who did people's taxes and me calling up and being like, hey, bro, could you tell me how to do the taxes without me having to pay you? Like, you know, it's what it is. Tonight, Tyus Bowser Show. Myself, Rita, Tyus, special guest. And we'll ask the questions, and Tyus will answer them however he chooses to answer them. And we won't do an hour about that. We'll do a bunch of different things during the course of the conversation. The way it will go. All right. All right. Um, oh, okay. So there's there's apparently other. All right. I just I just got an update. I just okay. got an update. I, I I can't confirm anything yet. That's all. Hmm. All, right? all right. There's apparently multiple people were asked, and maybe multiple people said yes. And so that might just I kick, don't. That might just kick you off. I, the, yeah. Right. It might channel. just be Rita and everybody else. I, I, you know what, man. <laughs> I gotta. I think I'm bringing my six-year-old tonight because the eight-year-old has back basketball practice. Mm, stud. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I asked him if he wanted to practice this weekend. I was like, because we got a little hoop in the driveway. I said, right. you want to go out and practice today? And he was like, no. He wanted to throw the football around. I was like, bro, you're starting basketball this week. Like, maybe we work on a couple of things? No. Like, I'm not allowed to coach him is the way that our relationship has gone. Gotcha. Like, when I try to talk to him about lacrosse things, he's like, no. But our neighbor who used to play lacrosse, that guy is allowed to come over and work with him. <laughs> Me? No, no, no. He's not doing that. Not happening. That's just not okay. I, I'm a little offended by it, truth be told. <laughs> bothers me a bit well he understands there's like the small part of me that's like you know what? maybe it's best that we our relationship doesn't go there like sometimes it's awkward we have the dad coach situation like maybe it's best that we don't go there but then i get frustrated because i feel like he's taking the easy way out like you'll get after me about things and the neighbor won't the neighbor will just you know let me do whatever so i think that might be the problem and i think that might have been like because we love to shoot in hoops with me right until he decided to sign up for basketball then all of a sudden and he was like, hey, uh, I moved on. I right? <laughs> like, because now it's you actually want to. This, this actually matters now. No, it's more. I think it's the. What I'm worried about is the opposite. Now he's afraid that I'm going to take it seriously. Mm, okay. And we can't just joke around. And that's all he really wants to do. So that's. I don't know how to do that. If you know anything about parenting, I could use a little 
insight here. He's eight. Then yeah, I guess I am. Awkward. Wrong. Person. Yeah, you're definitely not the person to talk to about this topic. Aye, aye, aye. All right, uh, coming up in a bit, uh, Luke Pierce, Navy uh, linebacker, is going to join us. We will catch up with him ahead of a big game against Air Force on Saturday. Also coming up. Oh, did I send that email to yeah, you? Yeah, you did. Eh. Oh, that wasn't what I meant to do at all. I give you my best guess. No, it, that, well, it's an awkward. It's a little bit awkward. There's an awkward question that uh, I, I needed an answer to, and. Apparently, again, it's like me asking Griffin about parenting advice. <laughs> he just can't help me with this. Just cannot help. Uh, also coming up this morning, uh, allegedly for real this time, Kadri is smile. And again, this is it. This is the third time. This is the fool me once. Fool me once. Uh, shame on me. Uh, fool me twice. But we won't get fooled again. It's one of those situations yeah. here. This is it. This is last call with Kadri this morning. Kadri is my schedule to join us. And then uh, it is uh, Tuesday, so we will preview Waiver Wire Wednesday and Fantasy Football with our friend Joe Serpico. All of that on the way this morning. Um, we should open up and uh, show everybody the new print issue of Press Box. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do that during a commercial break. Maybe the first commercial break I'll send you out there and have you uh, crack. I wish I knew which one we're supposed to open up. Like, I wish I knew which one of the... There's, like, a bunch of bundles of the new print issue of Press Box, and I don't know which one is staying here. So... I, yeah. We'll figure that out, or we'll have to apologize later. <laughs> Either one of those situations is fine. I'm not sure. Or you can just bring me a bundle, and I can hold it up, and then we can take it back, I guess. Uh, I I watched I watched the Rangers game. Um, Astros certainly made it interesting, but that's not going to help them as they go back to Dallas. I'm unwilling to say the Astros, it, it, when we talked about this yesterday, a lot of teams I think would be in a whole lot of trouble down 2-0, going on the road. Remember the Astros, oddly, and I know they ended up losing this World Series, but in 2019, remember, they lost two games at home, then went to D.C. and won three games and came back to Houston up three and up three two, and then bizarrely turned around and lost two more at home. That's the weirdest World Series in the history of my life. Of course, it was also the World Series where everything came unglued and we learned about, right, you know. Yes. Right um, after the series ended. Correct. Right, yeah. So the Astros... The core has experience of going on the road and being in a hole and bouncing back, although, again, they did not win that World Series. But the Astros, they're too much of a veteran team for me to write them off or suggest that they're going to panic now that they're down 2-0 and having to go on the road. That said, the Rangers thing is crazy, man. It's just crazy how a team that couldn't put it together has picked this time to put it all together. And Nathan Nathan Eovaldi wasn't quite as dominant yesterday as he had been in his two previous playoff starts, but he was still very good, and he still got out of a massive jam when it looked like the game was about to turn and the bases were loaded, and you were like, ooh, this this is the moment. The Astros remind you that they're the Astros. Nathan Eovaldi came through big time in that spot. What was the the only mistake he made was, I guess, what, Jordan Alvarez took him yard? Yeah, I mean, it hit the crap out of that ball. I mean, he hit it to tomorrow. He hit it. He hit it to, to I mean, Dallas. It seems like the only thing that could hold the Rangers back is a role as Chapman. I think. Well, yeah, he's he certainly not. Uh, it's it's hilarious. They keep going to him. It's hilarious. It, it's almost like Buck Showalter. Like they genuinely believe that at some point he's going to be a role as Chapman again. Like this is a role as Chapman. No, no, it's not. This guy stinks. But the clerk's been really good, as Mark McLemore told us he was going to be, and. They're in good shape. There's no getting around it. They are in good shape, but I don't think the series is over 
just yet, only because this is the Astros, and we know how loaded they are, and we know that everything is just a single baseball game, so I'm not willing to go there. I, I would be more inclined to tell you that the NLCS is over after one. Dude, what in the what are you gonna do? And that's the the funny part to me is that like if you made me bet today, I absolutely think the Phillies are winning the World Series, and I I just think there's something about what they went through last year and how they're handling their business this year, and they just don't stop hitting home runs. Like they they're almost not threatened whatsoever. I know you would say, hey, they're the team that lost a game, but remember. That took a minor miracle for them to lose that game. The Phillies just look like monsters. And the Diamondbacks are the team of all of the four teams that are left that you have the the biggest question about, how are they here? Like, how? So, I'd be... That one, to want, to me, is the one that I would say, uh, I don't think there's much of a series to be had there. and I'd still be surprised if the Diamondbacks found their way into that series because the Phillies just look to be on a different level i mean all they do is hit home runs it's nuts did you watch any of the the peloteros uh broadcast that they did on true tv i sure did not it was it was very good i liked it It was like pedro martinez and yonder alonzo kike hernandez and it was very they were just kind of sitting there watching the game i I enjoyed i like watching the games after you oh i was watching the game too because they were watching the game. i was watching the game with them (sighs) Albert pool was in there sure after you lied to me that there was no manning cast so i had to no i didn't say there was no manning cast no you no, you, you said you said you said you thought there. Well, they had a broadcast on ESPN too. Was it just the same broadcast? No, yeah, it was the uh, Spanish broadcast. Oh, they put the Spanish broadcast on ESPN too. Well, yes. that's all I saw was there was an ESPN two broadcast listed, and that normally is the Manning cast, right. so it's what it is. Yeah, I just like watching the games, Griffin. That's the. I know I it's like, what a crazy too. thought. I just like watching the game. I, watched, I, I like watching the game. Not with not Manning, other people like, watching the game. That doesn't do anything for me, Peyton and never Manning. will. Nope. Still doesn't do anything for me and, and never Pedro will. Pedro Martinez. I and... just like watching the games. Uh, speaking of which, obviously the uh, football game last night. Uh, I I I assume that both teams are frauds, just for the record, because that's a pretty safe bet to make about those particular teams. I was sweating. Yeah. So Josh Palmer scores a touchdown in first mm-hmm. play of the game. Mm-hmm. Gets called back. Yeah. I needed six points from Josh Palmer to Ooh. win my matchup. Oh, did you end up getting it? Because I got ended that up catch. getting it. Yeah, yes, yeah. I ended up getting it eventually, but yeah. I could have gotten on the first. Play yeah, that would have been that would have been nice to have it out of the way and nothing to worry about. Everybody keeps talking like about how bad Justin Herbert was last night. I don't even know how bad Justin Herbert was. I <laughs> when you commit a penalty on every play of the game. It it seems like sometimes these things are going to occur, right? Like maybe if I were the Chargers, maybe don't commit a penalty on every play. Just kept waiting. Every time something good happened for the Chargers, I was like, there's probably a flag. Yep, there's a flag. Yep, there's always a flag. Maybe ask him, by the way, Griffin. Um so I I, I don't know what to say about it. I'm not surprised that the Chargers kind of melted down because that's what they do. They they kind of melt down. That's who they are. It's in their blood. It's in their DNA. And I'm not going to read too much into it for the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys. But it was a good win for them, no question. It was a very good win as they try to continue to carve their path forward. It was a very good win, and at least it was a close football game. At least, you know, high-profile players. It was a, a largely enjoyable Monday night, despite the fact that the Chargers are who we think they are. That's just sort of the reality of the circumstances.
All right. Joining us now here on GCR. A big game coming up on Saturday in Annapolis. Air Force unbeaten as they arrive for the first leg of the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy Series. Navy coming off back-to-back wins, back to 500 for the season, feeling pretty good, and with an opportunity to really make a statement. Joining us now, he is a Raider, sophomore Luke Pierce from Navy. He is with us on GCR. Luke, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, uh, awesome to be here. Hey, man. Got it. I mean, especially it's got to be feeling pretty good to come off a shutout performance, right? Like, you guys got to be walking around kind of strutting a little bit this week, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we need some momentum going into this game. Air Force is a good football team, so uh, it's good coming off two straight wins and uh, obviously a shutout against uh, UNC Charlotte. Yeah, so. that, that always feels good, man. Luke, let's, before we get to what's, what's here, let's go back a little ways if I could. Give me your story, right, Luke? I, I, it's always fascinating me whenever we talk to somebody who ends up at Navy. Why? Why was it something that you said? I'm. We know how different it is than everybody else that's in your shoes. Why were was Navy the right fit for you? Um, the opportunity just to come to the Naval Academy in itself is just exceptional. So I thought that was just a great thing, and it could it could propel my my life really. So um, and then just football. Football, like the coaching staff and the school in general, was a, a great fit for me. So I uh, I took it upon myself to come here. Did you have any, like, history with the military in your family? Was that a factor for you at all? Was it just a, a football decision? Like, I want to play D1. This is my opportunity to do it. Uh, I, by the way, I, I, want, I, I want you to know. Grandpa who I, was... Yeah, I know the answer to the question, for the record. I just wanted you uh, to tell everybody about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really have much history in the military. Like, my... Neither of my parents were, but my grandpa was in the Navy. Um, but really just the Naval Academy itself, I, I thought it was I thought it was something I wanted to do. So and then obviously playing Division One football is awesome. So I I decided uh, to come here and commit. But didn't you have a, a coach too in high school that had that had played basketball at Navy? Yes. Yeah, so Coach Wordy, he was uh, my basketball coach and he had a huge influence on me coming here. So uh, he, like, j- just him and uh, people around me who, like, obviously met some of his friends who played basketball with him, and they're all great people. So I, I thought it was a great opportunity to come here. Yeah, and that's I, you, the, when you come up and visit a place. Could, do you get the sense then for how special the opportunity is? The first time you set foot on the yard, did you find yourself saying like, "Wow, this could be a really special opportunity for the rest of my life"? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, whenever I came here, just just looking around, seeing all the students, it's, it's a unique experience, something you don't get anywhere else, obviously. So uh, I thought it was something I wanted to be a part of. All right, he is Luke Pierce. He is with us here on GCR as we get ready for Navy Air Force on Saturday. Luke, um, you guys got off to a tough start this season. Obviously, some of that is playing really difficult competition. There's no question about that. What's, what's clicked the last couple of weeks, starting against North Texas and obviously last week, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, what has been clicking for you guys that you guys have sort of gotten the ship turned around and headed in the right direction? Um, I mean, we've been in a bunch of close battles just this entire season. I think last year we were, um, I think we had the most one possession games. So we just, I think we're starting to figure out how to win those, those close games. And like, obviously 
Memphis and then a couple other games this season, like USF. Those were some close losses, but we're starting to really put those together now and come out with victories, which is what we need to do. So it's it's awesome starting to put that together uh, coming into Air Force. I feel like for years everybody knew Navy for playing offense, right, and going up and down the field. And then the last couple mm-hmm. of years with Brian Newberry, and who's now taken over as your head coach, this defense has really tightened up. How much pride do you now have in sort of the Naval Academy becoming more of a defensive-minded program and a, and a place where people know and there's sort of a reputation for the significance of your guys' units? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, coach Volker and Coach Newberry are exceptional coaches. They they put together a, a crazy game plan every week. So it's a, it's a fun defense to play, and we, we just love – that teams are uh, fearing our defense, so we're just going to try to keep it up like that. Luke Pierce is with us here on GCR, Navy Raider. Um, by the way, how, you guys have the coolest position names in all of football, right? Is that part of the reason why you want to – Absolutely. Like, when you're talking about, like, striker, Raider, you find yourself saying, like, dude, I've got to be – bandit. you got to be a part of that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you got to be a dog to play one of those positions. So. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's not like Sam or outside linebacker right. like it is at most Will, schools. So. Will, Mike, what kind of lame names are those? You can be a striker or a <laughs> yeah. raider, man. Come on, what are we doing there? Um, the the you know obviously I know you, you're you're stepping into a bigger role this season, Luke. How much faith did you have, or how much trust, confidence? I guess is the right word. Confidence did you have as you stepped into this bigger role, and what did it mean? for the coaching staff, as you mentioned, Coach Volker, Coach Newberry, to, to believe in you, to give you the opportunity to really step forward this way this season? Yeah, I mean, I kind of had a unique experience. Uh, the first couple games, uh, I, I was the second string, and I was only in on, like, dime package. So uh, Jordan Sanders was, was ahead of me. He was a great player. And then he, he got injured, and uh, my, my time just – I, I went from playing like 10 snaps to, to 70. So I just got a huge opportunity and I, I took advantage of it, played well. And um, just from there on, that's uh, how my role came about. You're not kidding. You've been playing well. Sacks in three straight games, right? Like, are you are you a superstitious yep. type at all? Like, you know, now that you got this sack streak going, is there anything you got to do before the game next week because you've been doing it before the game the last couple of weeks? No, I, I am more of like a routine guy, so I like keeping it the same every game. But uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing pregame, and hopefully it, it keeps going. Uh, my streak keeps going, but I'm not really I'm, I'm not really playing for that. I'm just playing to win. So, What does it mean to you when I say the words Navy Air Force, right? Like, you know, this is, this is national TV. This is a network game on Saturday. This is the start of the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy Series. And now you have the opportunity to start making your impact. It just so happens to be that it's an Air Force team that's now undefeated and ranked and getting a lot of love nationally. What does this one mean to you, Navy Air Force, this Saturday? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember watching this before I, uh, before I came here when I was committed and just thinking it was an incredible game to be a part of uh, whenever they played on, on 9-11 two years ago and just – to be a part of it now and actually playing, it's going to be an incredible experience. But obviously the, the Navy Air Force rivalry is, is something that everyone knows about. And it's, it's not something that you, if you go to regular school, you'll get to experience. So uh, like just the, the, the things that happen in the halls, like yeah. 
Um, there's a bunch of stuff going on here at the academy. Everyone, everyone rallies around this game. So it's it's really an incredible experience to be a part of, and maybe I'm excited some, to, to play in it. Maybe some prank wars this week, stuff like that. We uh, we always yep. we always love those things. I I I wonder, do you, like, have you have you fully grasped what it means to everybody around Navy football? Like, have you, you know, you're still a young player, and 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 maybe you weren't. Like, do you have that sense of like how important a day like this is for everyone that's associated with the Naval Academy? Um, I mean, I feel like I I understand some of it, but talking to the upperclassmen who have actually been able to to play in this game yeah i'm sure my my view will change after after the game but um like talking to them they just they tell me how incredible of a game it is although they say just to to play like it's a regular game because that's that's really what it is like you gotta block out everything outside of it but uh there's just so much going on outside of the game which is makes it makes the game like what it is you guys have on you know on, on the other side of the ball right like you've had to go through a couple of quarterback changes i know it's been sort of snake bitten over mm-hmm. on that side of the ball how, how do you keep encouraging those guys like how do you you know when they're going through struggles and even say on saturday right where the offense wasn't entirely clicking what's what's that conversation like on the sideline how do you keep lifting those guys up as they try to work things out to get to where it is that they want to be too well just as a defense we know that they're they're going to come they're going to put points on the board. So we just got to do our part. And I mean, if they don't score a single point, then it's going to, we're going to win the ball game. So uh, we're just going to do our side, do our part on the, on the defensive side of the ball. And we know the, I mean, we put 14 points on the board in the the second half. So that's, uh, that's, that's all we needed. And uh, so we we just know the offense will, will come along, obviously having some injuries at the quarterback positions tough, but we, we trust all the quarterbacks. So, we don't have any worries about that. I mean, look, if you just got to pitch shutouts the rest of the season, you just go do it, right? Like, it's as simple as that. Might, might as well. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Why not, right? Why not go throw shutouts all season long, man? That would be that would be quite the story if it were to work out that way. And, you know, and, I, and I'll, I'll pose it this way. you When you signed up to come to the Naval Academy, you knew the tradition of Navy football and sort of the tradition of excellence and – um, you know, how much winning there, there had been done. And there's been a little bit of a dip these last couple of seasons. How important is it to you to try to get Navy back to that place, the, the prominent uh, among the service academies and among the prominent programs in all of college football? How important is it for you to, to make that statement with Navy football? Uh, I mean, absolutely, it's everything. Just it's, it's tough to win college football games. Just any team, every team's good. So, uh as of recently, we obviously haven't had too much success, but we're starting to change that. And a couple of our goals are just to win the CIC and then also make a New Year's Six Bowl. And that just that just starts with getting wins. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just just find a way to do it. I like that, man. All right. Then I, did I see that you're uh, you're trying to work to become a pilot? <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's further down the road. Okay. I got to really focus on football right now but hopefully that will come along that is that eventually. is that a dream for you to like one day be able to fly in the navy yeah um coming into here i didn't really know what i was going to do but just talking to all the aviators on the yard and just the opportunity it presents it's that's that's my that's my dream right now for uh my my life after this that's awesome school. that's that's really cool is, it, is did you did you happen to like go see maverick did that have any impact on you all of a sudden <laughs> saying like oh dude i want to do that 
Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> over the summer I was able to, to fly and do some, some cool things. So I was able to experience that. That's cool, man. That's really, really cool. And what a thrill that would be. What an amazing thing it would be to have that opportunity. Uh, Luke Paris, look, man, awesome to see the way that you've risen this season and the role that you've taken on for Navy football. Man, what a day it would be for you guys to uh, take down Air Force on Saturday. Again, noon in Annapolis for you guys to get out and support Navy. And, of course, the game is on CBS. Um, It's at Luke Paris 4 on Twitter, correct? Yes, that is correct. And then are you on Instagram? Uh, yes, my Instagram handle is Luke Pierce. Very good. Give him a follow on both. Luke, uh, congratulations on the success this season. Can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. And uh, thank you for making the uh, decision to, uh, to serve our country as well. We really appreciate that. Uh, looking forward to Saturday, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Luke Pierce, uh, Navy, sophomore, Raider, getting ready for Air Force on Saturday. Yeah, big game. If you don't have plans on Saturday... I'm going to guess that the game will ultimately be sold out, but it'll be a heck of a day to be in Annapolis this Saturday for a big one. And yeah, Air Force is undefeated and ranked in the top 25, and going to be a fun day. Going to be a fun day. Big opportunity for Navy to make a statement, and their defense has been playing really, really well. All right, uh, we continue along here on a Tuesday edition of GCR. Today's show is also brought to you by, well, this one would be brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department, who are hosting a hiring event on Saturday, October 28th, at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson. If you're thinking about a career with the Baltimore County Police Department, you can go through the whole process. Application, written test, agility test. All right there. If you're not sure, if you're like, man, I, I don't know, maybe, but is it right for me? Then they're going to have members of the specialized units who are going to be out there. And that's a real opportunity to find out what like career paths there could be. If you say, I don't know if I'm I, like a patrol officer, I don't know if that's the, the right direction for me, we'll find out because there could be other things that might be a better fit for you if you're stuck in a dead-end job or you're not, you're not getting out of your career what you want to get out of it at this point. Baltimore County Police Department has competitive salaries, great signing bonuses, tremendous benefit packages, so find out. And also, and maybe you know, you're just the type of person that says, no, I'm not, I've got a good job or I just don't think I'm that, that fit. This is still a good day for you to come out. Because it's a community event. And while we know that the relationship between the community and the police has not, uh, frankly, it's not always been great. It's a great opportunity for you to just interact. Have a conversation. Talk about that relationship. Talk about why maybe you've had trust issues with the police over the years. Whenever we have Corporal Robbie Wright in here, he tells us, we get it. We know. It's real. So come out, have a conversation, and also bring your kids. Because the same day, that afternoon, they're hosting a trunk or treat event. So a nice, safe environment for your kids to go around, get some candy, wear their costumes, have fun. Saturday, October 28th, one week from this Saturday, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson, the Baltimore County Police Department, their hiring and community event at the Public Safety Building. Come out and join them. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com or... 
410-887-4584. Those are the phone numbers to find out more information. Um, when we come back in, is this Kadri now? Yeah. yeah yes. A couple uh, minutes? Yeah, all right. Minutes. Just realized I didn't know what time it was. That's okay. That's all right. Kadri in a few minutes. Better be. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The Maryland Five Star returns to iconic Fair Hill October 19th to 22nd, marking the next chapter in Maryland's equestrian tradition. Best described as the triathlon of horse eventing, you won't want to miss this thrilling sport. Enjoy a fall festival with local fair, retail vendors, and tons of family fun. Come for the event and stay for the experience in Cecil County, home to the Chesapeake Bay waterfront with vibrant small towns and accommodations to suit every desire. It's the place to be in October. Visit Maryland5star.us for tickets. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership of Press Box and Great Ace Memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, October 17th at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports and AJ Michaels. And if you or a loved one have a gambling problem, visit helpmygamblingproblem.org. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? AJ Michaels. 
heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for PressBox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? Yeah, I'm not sure. All right, back in here on GCR, and it is new Press Box Day. Get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box, and you can also go to PressBoxOnline.com. If you get there early today and it's not there yet, then just wander back later today or tomorrow. I promise it'll be there by then. The Stan and Company are out around town today. But uh, on the cover, you see the survivors, and it's a collage of Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle, Cedric Mullins, and Anthony Santander. Story from Todd Karpovich about the players that came in during the Dan Duquette era that stuck through some very dark times and all played significant roles in the Orioles' return to prominence this season. Really great story. Also inside a college basketball preview as Luke Jackson caught up with uh, players from around the state, all the D1 men's and women's programs in the area, and... Um, a lot of uh, memories of Brooks Robinson in this issue as well, including tributes from uh, Jim Henneman and Stan Charles, as well as um, this month's 15 was a look back at the, the 15 uh, Brooks Robinson moments from his career and his life, all in this print issue of Press Box, available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Go get it today. Speaking of uh, Brooks Robinson, there was not a lot of sports last night at uh, Trivia. Finishing a tie for second last night. I'm trying to remember what tripped this up. We got the final. The final was, besides the Toy Story series, what other? F- what what was the only other film that Pixar put out in the 1990s? Uh, man. And admittedly, I, I, I knew it, but I said the wrong name at first, and I, one of my buddies had to correct me. When did A Bug's Life come out? That's the okay. answer. It is right. the answer, but I said ants at first. Because remember, there was Ants and a Bug's Life. And they came out like, well, that, I don't remember, but... Well, yeah, you were, you were not alive. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> um, but yes, a Bug's Life is the answer. Uh, and we did, we did get that. Unfortunately, so did most of the rest of the bar. So we weren't able to jump mm. over the team that was in first place. Uh, the only sports question was a two-parter. And you, you only had to give the answer to one, but you got bonus points if you got both. We, of course, got the bonus points. The first part is easy. What year was Brooks Robinson the MVP of the World Series? That would have been, uh, I believe that was 1970? Yes, of course it was 1970. And then the second part, which we also got, is how many Gold Glove Awards did Brooks Robinson win? Well, I believe that would be 16. It is exactly 16. (laughs) Look at you, guy. Look at you coming through big time. Well, so... (laughs) Here's the other. So when we finish in a tie for second, you have to have a tiebreaker question because like second place is a twenty-five dollar gift card, uh, and third place is like a I don't know. It's it's something a like handshake. that. handshake. <laughs> yeah, and then you get p- a playoff points based uh, on second okay. or third place. So we had to have a tiebreaker question, and the tiebreaker question was name uh, uh, what is the number of errors that Brooks Robinson committed in his career? Jeez. Yeah. Well, zero. It's not zero. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't know. Let's say he made ten-ish errors a season, but that seems high. I don't know. I'll say 
201. Okay, so this is how the conversation goes, because we were told we had 30 seconds to answer this question. Um, John Proctor says, like, what do you think, like four per season? I'm like, four? (laughs) Four? You think he only committed four errors per season? Because I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking 30 seconds was up. Right? I was thinking more like 10 to 15 errors per season. And then, I I don't know, I guess I'll let Proctor sort of talk me into a smaller number. I'm like, maybe it was only like seven or eight. So we decided to get, I think our answer was 140-something, right? And the other team turned turned in 100. Okay, so. I was like, all right, I think we're good here, but. No, did he make less than 100 errors? He actually committed 263 errors. Oh, okay. right, so, right. you, like, I I was right. Your yeah. thought process yeah. was correct. And that son of a – this happens to me all the time when I let someone talk me into something. When I, when I don't know what an answer right. is, I can easily be talked out of my gut instinct. This happened recently. There was a, a halftime question. The song – at halftime, they play a song, and they're like, you have to name the song title, artist, and what year it came mm-hmm. out. And the song was I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack, which was a big hit when I was in high school, right? And they played it at all the, the, the dances. And uh, I and I think it's like a father-daughter or something. I think it's like a popular song for, for weddings still, maybe. Gotcha. I don't know, whatever. The moral of the story is they play the song. I immediately recognize it. And I, I all, like, these two jagaloons are like, I think it was like 96. I'm like, what are you, what? I was in middle school in 96. There's zero chance that it was 96. They're like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I remember. I'm like, I was like, I think it's more like 99. And even that, I was like, I don't think it is. I think it was more like. You have to get all three right, I guess. You have to get, be within one year. Gotcha. Of the correct. Okay. I think it was 99. And I let them talk me into going back to 98. The answer was 2,000. I'm oh so my pissed gosh. at myself about it still to this day. I'm pissed. Pissed! Uh, I guess the only other uh, sports question. Uh, what what city that used to be the capital of Yugoslavia hosted the 1984 Winter Olympics? Um, the 1984? So, let me try to think of a... Yeah, I, I was one, so this is not... Sochi. No, it's not Sochi. Really? You know, Sochi's in Japan, dog. Sochi, why did I think that was Russia? I haven't. Oh no, Sochi is Russia. What okay. was Japan? What was the Winter Olympics um, in, in I don't Japan? Know, like, Tokyo, I guess. Was probably no, it was. Um, God, there was a Winter Olympics in Japan, wasn't there? I'm not going crazy, uh, am I? Winter Olympics, Japan, wasn't there? In '98, Nagano, Nagano was the Winter Olympics in '98. Yes, oh, okay. in Japan. Mm. Um, yeah, Sochi is Russia. You are right about that. Okay. The answer, however, th- I mean, was, but that still doesn't put it in Yugoslavia, <laughs> dog. I was close. Sarajevo is, of course, the answer to the question. Of course. That's it. I mean, come on, bro. This is one of those things that, like, Sarajevo. this is a, a, a ge- geographical question. It's not really about the Olympics. Yeah, I, don't really I know. And, but context how do, you, how do you spell uh, Sarajevo? S-A-R-A-J-E-V-O, Sarajevo. Yeah. 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 What, you think I was wrong? No, I just wanted to see how, like, what it, where it actually was. Uh, it is now the capital of uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina, yeah. which we would have gotten a bonus point for, but we guessed Serbia. Ah, you were so close. Yeah, it was really. Serbia's just to the right. I'm aware, and Belgrade is the capital of Serbia. And I, that was another one 
where I was trying to use context clues, and I was like, I think Djokovic is from Serbia, and I'm pretty sure he might be from Belgrade, so I don't think it's the capital of... But, uh, you know, my buddy Dan was like, I think it's Bosnia, or I think it's Serbia, so I was like, all right, bro, we'll go with you. Mad at myself. Very mad at myself, because we had that. Not would have made the, That would not have made the difference, because we also butchered, and I always give people crap about uh, Maryland geography questions. I got, there were th- the, name the county seat of the following three counties. Baltimore County. Southson. Yes. Harford County. Um, it's an easy one. Bel Air? Yes. Okay. Howard County. Howard County. Howard County. Where? Um, let's see. Is Columbia's not in Howard County? Well, Columbia is definitely in Howard County. No, it is. All right, Columbia. Yeah, that's what we put too. Yes. Apparently, it's Ellicott City. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, and I wow. like you forget the Columbia really started popping up in like the last. It used to be like Merriweather and basic and the dinner theater in the mall, and that was all Columbia was. And then all of a sudden, in the last ten years, Columbia has become like this burgeoning metropolis. But I was surprised by that. I I I was like, it's got to be Columbia, right? Like it's got to be. Ellicott City is the answer. Anyway, so that was our trivia recap from last night. Uh, I that I, I don't I don't think that had a purpose here. Oh, I was thinking of Brooks Rock. That's what happened. The Print issue led me to Brooks Robinson, led me to trivia. I got it. I still have it all ticking. I promise you. <sighs> Today's show is brought to you by Superbook. Check the line, see if it's moved at all for uh, Ravens-Lions. The line currently for Ravens-Lions is minus three. It has gone the other way, gone back to minus three. You say, boy, that uh, the Lions are really good. I don't know about that. Well, now's your opportunity. Get over to Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. You will receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose, with Superbook. Again, if you use the code GlennClark23. Speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, joining us now, you, of course, see him on WJZ, their Ravens coverage. He is Super Bowl 35 champion. And our friend, Mr. Kadri Ismail, who's back with us now here on GCR. Kadri, it's Glenn. It's great to catch up as always, brother. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. I hear there's a rumor going on that you have infected Tyus Bowser with oh, the don't, I don't want to play don't, technique. Don't, no, don't say, first of all. You, gosh, don't gosh, do golly, that. gosh golly, golly, don't golly, golly. Don't do that. Gosh, you're, golly. you're trying to blame I'm, his. I am in shock. What is, what is your deal, huh? Why, first of all, <laughs> now you sound like, now you sound like one of the idiots on Twitter who's like, <laughs> I, by the way, this drives me nuts, man. And I know this is more personal for you because of what you do for a living. Like, I understand this. But it drives me nuts when somebody on Twitter is like, oh, just somebody who doesn't want to play. Like, bro, do you really think that there's a world in which Tyus Bowser doesn't want to play? Is that really how your brain operates? And it's not just Tyus. It's every time one of these guys come up. I'm oh. telling you, brother, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's very unfortunate. We don't like it one bit. Um, we'll, uh, we'll find out a little bit more tonight. We do the Tyus Bowser show about what's going on. It's, uh, it's not great is all I can say at the moment. Not yeah. great. Um, what was great was the Ravens getting a win. I, Kadri, I, I tried talking about this yesterday, right? Like, I can't figure out why it is. I, you watch around the NFL this week. You remember this is the NFL. It's very difficult to win in the NFL. No one 
is infallible. Everyone has flaws. That's the way it works in a salary cap sport. You can't just build a super team anymore. The 49ers were close to it, but then like when they have a couple players go down, they ain't a super team. Why is it that we are not collectively as satisfied with where the Ravens are at 4-2, and two, leading the division, as probably we should be when we look around and see the rest of the teams in the NFL? Well, because I think people want to see this ball club be that San Francisco 49er mindset where you can just go out there and just dominate against good football teams and dominate against teams that you're supposed to dominate against. So it doesn't matter. We go out there, we play, we impose our will. All those, you know, cliched buzzwords that show that you are a upper-tier team that is heading towards, you know, the playoffs and, and obviously advancing through the playoffs. Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers, heck, even the Detroit Lions this year, they kind of have that swag to them. Uh, Philadelphia has that swag. I think they got to get out of their own way, sort of. But for the most part, yeah, those upper-tier teams, the Raven fan base, the flock, they're feeling like this is a, a team that can compete and be a part of those upper-tier teams. So when you play against the Steelers or you play against the Colts and you're going up against a backup or you're going up against a, a starter that's not fully healthy, you're expected to win. And I just think that's part and parcel for what we see in this Ravens ball club this year. They're, the offense has been, when they're not all dropping footballs in Pittsburgh, the offense has largely been efficient, right? Like That's the word I keep coming back to with Lamar Jackson. It's not overwhelming numbers-wise, but the efficiency has been you know, somewhat staggering this season. It's probably the way that they step forward the most. It, it leads to they've only got like the, 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 the number 15 scoring offense in football. Is efficiency good enough for a team to break through and try to win a Super Bowl at this point? Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Um, to be quite honest with you, you're going to need to, to score more points for sure. Um, if this team is capable of that. I think they're still – feeling each other out uh, in, in both the Colts and the Steelers games. And you can even put the Titans game in there. So there's a three-game sample where you're looking at a team that has had so many opportunities in the red zone, and whether it be the drop passes, whether it be lack of execution, whether it be the other team just being a better defense on that particular series, you know, you got to factor all those things in there. But uh, – yeah, I just think the Ravens, you know, they're, they're, they're a few plays away from finding their groove and being that team that, that this fan base is desiring to see. I guess that's the question then, right? Like, what, what is the step between being an efficient and a good offense and then being the type of explosive offense that can win if, you know, the, the defense can't shut down a, a more capable offensive team? Like, what is the next? I feel like the run game is... It, it's it's funny, right, after years of that being what the Ravens were known for, it feels like this year the run game outside of Lamar Jackson is kind of this team's bigger offensive bugaboo, right? Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting you say that because, like, I do see, you know, the, the turnovers kind of put a sour taste in your mouth from going all the way back to the Colts game. The turnovers and drops are, like, literally just, took the wind out of the sails in the Pittsburgh game. But I think for the Titans game, you saw a cleaner, balanced approach 
you just didn't see a team finish in the red zone. And so that's where I see growth. I see them, you know, holding on to the football outside of, you know, the comeback route that I don't know if it was Lamar. I don't know if it was Rashad, but obviously the Titans defensive player made a tremendous play of intercepting it. But that being said, yeah, I look at this game and, and I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't see, I'm not as like, Oh boy, you know, this Ravens ball club, they're not as good as they, they right. seem to be. I see them as, as a, as a team that, yeah, you hold on to the football. The running game is going to, going to get it. It's necessary chunk yardage. Um, and then at the same time, I think that puts them in a favorable position down the football field to make some plays in the passing attack. I, you know, we saw a little bit of that on Sunday, right? Like we saw, you know, the big play to Agle, and I get it wasn't a, a bit downfield throw. Do they just need to open it up? Do they just need to take shots? Like this is, I, I feel like I'm asking that question to James Franklin a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "What do you, what do you mean, just take shots for the sake of taking shots?" But is there something to be said for it? Like, do they just need to try to take some shot, more shots downfield, just to take them, just to try to open it up a little bit more? Here's here's the better way of asking that question. So if you're James Franklin or if you're Tom Munkin and, you know, a reporter is asking, you know, hey, are you going to take more shots? Are there better ways to get your receivers the ball, say, like concept route of a backside double move, a slant and go, a hitch and go, a stutter and go off of a curl? What about, like, do you guys have any vertical routes where – you can put pressure on the secondary of the defense, or you can have a flood concept with some deep over routes or some big, you know, post routes with a, a, a shallow cross to pull up the linebackers so you can get that deep crosser. You know, those are the, the ways in which you, you manufacture big plays down yeah. the field. And if somebody were to ask James Franklin or uh, Todd Munkin those questions, and I think that that would stimulate a better response from him. Yeah, that was that was funny though. I, I enjoyed that when that came up. Kadri Ismail is with us here on GCR. Um, Kadri, what have you seen? I, the Bateman thing, I think, is the one that's maybe a little bit concerning of a guy that's that's maybe fallen behind a bit and appeared to run the wrong route. I guess take me through what you saw in that play because I do agree that like I. Once you've run the wrong route, I don't. It would make everybody feel better for you to go jump up and try to break it up. But I don't know that that would have changed anything. I don't think he was getting that ball. And are are you at all worried about where Bateman is at physically, mentally, handling his role on this team at this point? Okay, so the route concept is a comeback route. It reminds me of my days in Minnesota and also the former Washington commanders known as the Redskins uh, offense with Joe Gibbs and that comeback route, you stick your foot in the ground towards the defender. Like you're going to go to a post and then you, you open up your hips to the quarterback to come back to the sideline. So it's a different route than what you would have in a more traditional comeback route. I saw that a few times and so I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. You guys got, you know, an, an old concept. You dusted it off, and now you guys are using it. Rashad Bateman, when you do that, you got to really be precise coming out of your route and go downhill 
to make that play. It looked to me that he got his foot stuck in the ground and he didn't have an opportunity to come out of it as cleanly okay. as he wanted to. He had the defender beat, but I think for Lamar, it's a timing route. He can't anticipate uh, his receiver not making the play at the top of the route or being smoother at the top of the route. He's just got to like, you know, I got to let it go because I got to trust you. Yep. So I think that that's where people on the outside are looking at it like, oh, oh, he ran the wrong route. I don't think he ran the wrong route. I just don't think he his foot stuck in the executed ground. it as well. Yeah. And, and, and so I, you don't think it's more than just that, like that, that just happens. You don't think there's a bigger thing going on with Rashad Bateman? Well, I mean, other, you know, routes and him dropping the ball and all that. I mean, that, that's something else. I mean, you know, I think there is something different, but I, you know, I don't know if it is. I, I, I'm not privy to any insider information yeah. off the field that may be troubling him or whatever it might be that, you know, causes him to be frustrated. Um, so I'm not going to speculate in that regards. I'm just going to look at his, his play. And right now I think he's, you know, trying to overcome some of his play and, and get back into the groove. What most excites you about Zay Flowers, Kadri? Because, like, I, it's, it's not – I don't think he's a superstar yet, but it's hard not to look at the various things he brings to the table. And, again, outside of everybody who was dropping the football in Pittsburgh um, and him falling down, of course, and what would have been a, a huge play, outside of that, it's hard to not think that they have something there. They have something that's a little bit more unique – than the, you know much of anyone that they've had over the years in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean he does. He has a different style. He has a quickness. Um, he has an aggressiveness. Uh, and certainly like getting him the ball. He he shows explosiveness. Um, yeah, and that, and that Pittsburgh game was a crazy anomaly because you thought, boy, he makes those plays. You know the outcome of the game is different. Um, all those guys as receivers make those plays and the outcome is far, far different. Uh, but you know, that aside, yeah, he's, he's had a phenomenal start so far. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, he gets a, a bigger, uh, bigger, I don't know, bigger, what is the word I'm looking for? It's not role. I know I'm, what you're, I'm, I'm yeah, looking it's, for more of it, like a three touchdown game, yeah. a, a down the field, but also a run after catch type thing, a red zone type of a, a game where it's just like a badass game. I think we see him in spurts, but, you know, I haven't seen like that, you know, total like just killer game that, that I was, you know, like a Jamar Chase type of a game when Jamar was a rookie and he toasted the, the, the Ravens and Marlon Humphrey. Right. I know it's a little bit different because, of course, he's not the same type of player that Jamar Chase is. But I, what was interesting to me is early on in the season, it really did feel like they were going out of their way to say, we are designing plays whose singular purpose is get Zay Flowers the football and let's see what he can go do with it. And, you know, it's not what we were used to maybe under Greg Roman. They just didn't do that. Now, in fairness, they didn't have a Zay Flowers in order to do that with. But I, I think you're seeing why it's warranted to put plays in whose almost singular goal is let's figure out a way to get the ball into this dude's hands in space because special things can happen. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I, I even pushed back a little bit on it within the Greg Roman offense. I mean, there were plays that Hollywood Brown had, and okay. and I think yeah, there was you know, some of that. they, yeah. yeah, they accentuated his gifts. Obviously, go back to the uh, 2019 season with you know the Miami game where you know they they 
had those gifts. I think the, the, the problem was they never had a plan B. They never had a counterattack uh, within that, that offensive system. Whereas, yes, I agree, they've had some good counterattacks to this, uh, to this offensive flow that helps Lamar be Lamar and then also uh, give Dave Flowers an opportunity to flourish. All right, so I'm going to ask you this question, and the lead is going to be, am I crazy? So I'm going to ask you to stop. Just don't answer the question yet, right, because I know what you want to say. Am I crazy because I know the Ravens are tied for the league lead in sacks with 24, and they're coming off a six-sack performance on Sunday? And yet, if you asked me which unit on this football team I was maybe most concerned about, I would still tell you probably edge rush, and I'll, I'll defend it. They, they teed off on the final drive of the game. They, they, they really padded stats when Malik Willis was willing to hold on to the football. I still don't know that when everything is on the line and you've got to beat a good quarterback who doesn't just hold on to the football, that you have the personnel, the guy that can just go win constantly. And Jadavion Clowney's had a very nice season. But I still wonder if that would be something that you could think about addressing at the deadline, if a Daniel Hunter or Brian Burns really is on the market, I still have concerns about edge rush despite their productivity with sacks. Am I crazy? I mean, you're not crazy, but I think you're sitting there and not realizing that in the National Football League, I mean, if the guy is under center, who cares? you got to go get him. And sure, I recognize that a Patrick Mahomes – is going to be different. I think, you know, the guy that they're going to face this week and Jared Goff, I think he's going to be, you know, different. But I think you can you can get him. Uh, you just got to be diligent with your relentless pursuit of getting him. And I think whether it be Van Noy, whether it be, um, you know, Jadavion Clowney, whether it be Matabike, uh, the guys up through the middle, you know, Pierce and company, I think that they can get him. I think it's just a matter of, you know, Hey, this is the quarterback we're facing. We got to go after him. Uh, this week will be a good test to see how you know good this defense is when it comes to going after them. I think Mike McDonald has realized that. Hey, if I got to go ahead and put a guy up at the line of scrimmage, and you know it just so happens to be um, you know a, 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 a secondary defender, and he's getting after the quarterback like a towel. Hamilton and Kyle Hamilton get three sacks and so be it. Um, I just think that that's what this defense is. They're a tenacious defense. They're a defense. They're kind of like an octopus defense where, you know, you've got all these tentacles and, and everybody, as long as they play their role, they're very hard to, uh, to, uh, to, to go up against that's and fair. get plays off of. That's fair. I think, and I think Mike, I think Mike McDonald's done a whale of a job with, with how he has put this all together. I just, I, and I get it. There's only one T.J. Watt, right? Like, you can't grow those on trees. But when you watch at the end of a game where it's not scheme, it's just one guy going and kicking someone's ass and getting the quarterback on the ground and ending the game, I get a little bit envious of that and say, boy, it would just be nice to have that one guy that you could consistently count on to kick ass and make plays. And that's that's the thing that I feel. But I get it. Somebody say that about every position on the field. Um, hey, I, I don't know this about you, and you might laugh and say that's that's for 90-year-olds. Are you at all a, a pickleball player? Because I heard there was like a whole new like pickleball galaxy up there where you are. Yeah, I mean, it's sprouting up all over the place. There was like a Bed Bath & Beyond uh, place that 
they closed down and now it's going to be pickleball there. There's a couple of uh, facilities and private clubs that are changing their tennis courts to pickleball courts. Yeah, I'm not happy. About that. Um, yeah, I know the tennis people aren't happy, yeah. but yeah. Um, I don't know if it's pickleball or padel or if they're both the same, but I just know that, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's a craze that's going on and I guess people are liking it. It's taking over the world, man. Like it's driving me nuts to your point. When I go show up to try to get a tennis court in a Sunday morning, there's a hundred people playing pickleball and two of us there to play tennis. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to let you have the court because clearly the two of us <laughs> aren't going to outweigh the hundred of you that have shown up to do this, and it's very frustrating to me. Uh, you want to remind everybody about Missile Training? Yes, MissileTraining.com is a website to go to when you talk about performance, whether it be pickleball, whether it be in your 50s, 60s, talking about longevity, or you're trying to look to improve your sports performance with your speed and your durability. Those two things go hand-in-hand, hand. can't sit there and act like you're going to be a great player if you can't get on the field or if you're injury prone. High school, college pro, doesn't matter. MissileTraining.com or you can DM me on Twitter, formerly Twitter, now X. You can DM me there if you have any questions. At I am Kadria Smile is how you find him on there. Uh, I don't know if I can afford you, but I got to hit you up because I got an event that I might be one of hiring you for. So I will be in touch with you a little bit later on this week. Love you, brother. Always appreciate you. Thanks for taking the time for us. Always, brother. Thank you. It's Kadria Smile, Ravens Super Bowl champion, of course, part of uh, WJZ13's coverage. Appreciate him taking the time. I had somebody really getting after me yesterday. You're still talking about edge rush. They're, they're 24 sacks. They're tied for the league. I, I, I know. I know. This is a... I don't know how to have this conversation appropriately. What I'm talking about is not they can't get after quarterbacks. Again, I do think that number is inflated by what happened on the final drive on Sunday. I do think it is. But I understand that they have found ways to get pressure throughout the course of the season. They have pulled guys off the street that have been helpful. And who knows, maybe Adafi Owe, David Ajabo could still prove to be helpful before the season is over. But it would just be nice to have one guy, one guy that you could just count on that just wins. And I know, I said yesterday, Javion Clowney is in the top 10 in wins. He's not getting doubled quite as much as some of these other guys are. What's really nice is when you have somebody that's getting doubled and wins anyway. Let me see if I can pull up. Because they did have double team rates on that. The ESPN win, uh, pass, uh, uh, pass rush win rate. It is really tough to talk about because... There's no doubt, you know, a Daniil Hunter a, would would make this team better, but it is it still feels weird to talk about it when they are it. They're, consistently they're, they're doing the they're, thing they're that I'm that I'm talking about. I understand. It's I my my thought would be now imagine if you had one of those guys. Imagine what this would be if all of these players would still be on the team, and you had a Daniil Hunter type. Although again, I might embarrass Daniil Hunter is not in the top twenty. Jadavion Clowney is getting double team. Actually, Jadavion Clowney is getting double teamed at twenty three percent clip. All right, so we have one. All right, we're good. I mean, I. It's so hard to talk about. What does this. he have? Three sacks. The only guys in the top ten that are getting double teamed more frequently than him are Parsons, Garrett, and Will Anderson. Um, Brian Burns is getting double. Brian Burns. Here, the comparison. Brian Burns is winning. This is again according to ESPN's pass rush win rate. 
is winning at a 27% clip and is getting double teamed at the exact same clip as Jadavion Clowney. I saw a lot. Like we've we've gotten into trade season now, where like everybody just throws everything at the wall to see if it sticks. And I get it. It's an exciting time, right? You're thinking you might get new toys. And since the Ravens have operated as a team that's willing to make trades, it's not. Once upon a time, it was silly to have these conversations. It's no longer silly now. The one that was floating around yesterday that was about like Devonte Adams, the Ravens trade. I think FanDuel maybe posted that yesterday, and like everybody was sharing it out kind of breathlessly. I mean, fine, I guess. I, I'm not telling you no. I'm not saying like no. Yeah, FanDuel uh, uh, floated out a uh, Ravens received Devontae Adams, Raiders received Ravens first round uh, and fourth round this year, and then the second round the following year. Apparently, Stephen A. said it two weeks ago too. But like. Just just speculate, just throwing out like yeah, the, just, Ra- yeah, yeah. the Ravens should trade for Devontae Adams. Stephen A wants the Ravens to add Devontae Adams. I mean, for what it's worth, the the Ravens or the Raiders have now won back to back games. And while we all know they're not going to be a threat, like you need them to lose some games in order for that to be a possibility. I I just don't I I, I don't really understand what the point would be for the Raiders. Like are you just accepting that you're gonna be bad for a long time? Why would you not want Devontae Adams on your football team any longer? <laughs> I I don't think the Ravens make a trade that bold. For as much as they've made trades, they have still attempted to find value in the trades that they've made. Like the Marcus Peters trade obviously was a very good value trade. The Anika Ngakwe trade, what do they get back? What do they recoup in a compensatory pick from Unique Ngakwe? Because that was, again, all of these trades typically, the same thing from a year ago with Roquan Smith. You're trading a second, but you know if you don't sign him, you're getting back a third. So we're either you're getting something that works or you're getting pretty good value. What do they get back for Unique Ngakwe? Um, the Ravens traded. Um, actually, what did they get? Hold yeah, on. I'm talking about compensatory pick. Yeah. Unique Ngakwe compensatory pick. Compensatory pick Ravens was. It was fourth round. Fourth round in 2021. So it didn't work out quite as well as they wanted it to work out. Like, I'm sure they were thinking that like they could maybe get a third round out of that. But still, it's swapping a second rounder knowing that you could get back a compensatory pick. So that one... I believe that turned into Tylen Wallace, I think. Ah. Yeah. So they they basically... The way that math works is what they use a second-round pick on Tylen Wallace. That's a pretty bag second-round pick. Mm. And a few games of Unique Ngakwe, who just simply, unfortunately, was not helpful. It just didn't work out. And then maybe somebody would argue that's the reason why they're not going to make a trade for an edge rusher this year is they tried doing that a few years ago, and it bit him in the ass. How often but, I'll never understand. Yeah. I will never in my life understand the Nick Ngakwe thing. Like they went after a player who they knew was not a complete linebacker, and a defense that at the time did not put players on the field unless they were complete linebackers. I said to ev- I assume this means they're changing their philosophy and they're just going to let somebody be a pass rusher and nothing else. And then they didn't do that. And they were like, "Well, why didn't this work?" Math never mathed for me. Never understood the, the what was going on there with Unique Ngakwe. I'm not I, I'm not banging I'm not saying the Ravens can't win the Super Bowl unless. That's not what I'm saying. And I've seen other arguments that have been made like, hey, if there really was a position that the Ravens should try to upgrade, perhaps it would make more sense for it to be guard, right? With all due respect to John Simpson, 
they could probably do better. And then we talk about the issues they've had in their run game. Maybe that's a way that they could go about improving the run game and getting the run game going to make the offense a bit more dynamic. I'll never be opposed to adding more playmakers. I just don't think it's a bad thing to have playmakers, but I don't see a team that's made the investment they've made at the wide receiver position chasing any further. Like, Devontae Adams, to me, is that's a non-starter. But if there was a different player that was out there that was available at a lesser plight price, I say it's a non-starter. I'm certainly not... Like, if the Raiders called, I'm not like, no! But or I just don't... for the other guy on the other side of the... What, Hunter Renfro? No, 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 no. I mean, oh. on the other side of the ball, uh, Max Crosby. Oh, you're you're still obsessed with Max Crosby. Really I look, man, good. it's the same conversation that I would have. I'm totally interested. Just don't think that makes sense for them to do. I think that would be kind of nuts. But what do I know? Exactly. All right. Yeah, it's a great point. What do I know? Uh, look, man, I, I, like, I like the fact that trade season is a thing now in the NFL. I'm a big fan of that because it's exciting. We, we had it in baseball for years, and we never really had a trade season in football, and now it's, like, real, and we get to talk about these things, and they could happen, and it's worthy of the conversation, and we can't just dismiss it. So I'm, I'm basically willing to listen on just about anything. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Everybody was hurt, and now everybody else is hurt. The hell are you finding help? We'll preview Waiver Wire Wednesday with Pressbox's Joe Serpico next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors. Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mancastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Henneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs around the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire. U.S. citizen at the time of the hire and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Libation Trail. For more info, head to visitharford.com. Maryland Open. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. Quality of service. Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR. If you missed it yesterday, Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson got together to put the finishing touches on the Orioles season, talk about the playoffs. You can find that right now, facebook.com slash Sports. Click on the videos tab, go to youtube.com slash online or pressboxonline.com slash video. Stan, Ross, and Luke talking baseball yesterday. You can check that out. Again, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the Videos tab or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. All right, a um, couple things that we haven't gotten to yet today before Joe Serpico joins us to preview Waiver Wire Wednesday from, this was from Dan. Dan said, uh, Glenn, is there any, I'm not really sure what you're asking here, Dan. I apologize. I should have read this through before I decided to go ahead and get to it. Dan says, Glenn, is there any chance that there's something bigger going on between the Ravens and Tyus Bowser? I always wonder about all these guys that have dealt with injuries and how it might relate to the training staff issues that they've dealt with in the past. I, I don't understand what you're saying. What do you mean, something bigger? Like, what What would that be? Like, he doesn't trust the I, organization, I guess? or I mean, I, I don't know, maybe? Like, I... Look, we're going to ask tonight at the Tyus Bowser show, and he'll give whatever answer he gives. I don't think so. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to even respond to that, Dan, if I'm being completely honest with you. I have no clue how to respond to that question. I I have brought that up before that, like, hey, you know, it's, it's funny that we just kind of allowed that which should have been a full-on scandal related to that report card for the Ravens training staff and we just sort of made it go away because we were all distracted by the Lamar Jackson thing. 
and the Ravens kept everybody else that was involved except for Steve Saunders and just continued business as usual. And I just wonder if we get another report card with Ravens players, what they would say about the staff today, if anything's actually changed, or if the, only the messenger changed, not the message. That's always going to be in the back of my mind. 100%. That will be in the back of my mind for forever. But, I mean, you're, you're just asking me to hypothesize or guess. I have no clue. None. I don't know. But again, we're going to try to get at least some sort of answer about what John Harbaugh said yesterday when we talked to Tyus Bowser tonight. That's our goal. And he'll say whatever he wants to say. That's the way these things work. It'd be nice if we didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> Gotta be nice. I wish that was the case. Such is life. Let's get ready for would you or uh, not would you rather Wednesday waiver wire Wednesday that's the other Wednesday that we do around here. Joining us now, press box fantasy football analyst. He is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. He is our friend Joe Serpico, and he's back with us on GCR. Joe, it's Glenn. I hope that you can help me because everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt, and then we got six teams on a bye this week. This should be a fun week seven oh, trying to navigate lineup. God, 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 new. No. Uh, first of all, congratulations, uh, Joe, who I did the bit that I hate in fantasy football, where Joe on Thursday tried to concede defeat. Like, ah, you got me. And I, ru- I had to start Russell Wilson. He stunk. You got me this week, you son of a bitch. You knew exactly what you were doing. You knew the entire time there was a chance. You knew damn well there was a possibility that because I had to start De Mercado, who, by the way, did we all miss on that guy? What a giant whiff that was that I was going to end up losing this week. I I tip my cap, but who's still in first place in the league, huh? Who's still at the top of the table when you look up right now? We're coming for you. Okay. Griffin included. All right. Man, I don't know about that. Exactly. I'm not sure about that. No, I'm there. I'm starting starting Josh Dobbs this week, but I'm there. (laughs) Sheesh. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. Let's start with the uh, what What do you do if you're a McCaffrey owner? It doesn't look like it's long-term, so you're not panicking. Are you Are you putting in claims? Are you using fab money on a Mason, even if we don't know that it's definitely Mason primarily, and even if we don't think that McCaffrey's going to be out for a little bit of time? Yeah, that was the uh, interesting thing that happened this weekend. Uh Everybody would have widely assumed that Elijah Mitchell would have been the next in line to take over for the carries in San Francisco. That's pretty much been the case uh, dating back to last year. Uh, But then somehow, some way, a little monkey wrench was thrown into this, and Jordan Mason was the one that was getting uh, the looks on Sunday. Uh, So, yeah, looking into this week, if C-Mac is out, good thing is it doesn't look like it's long-term. But if he's out this week, it makes it hard to decide who you're going to start this week. I would still be on the assumption that it's going to be Elijah Mitchell, so that makes me a little hesitant to uh, go a little crazy to get Mason on my team. Now, you know, I just kind of talked about it. There's six teams on a bye this week, and some of the bigger names are gone too. We're talking Mixon, Pollard, Brees Hall, Derrick Henry. They're all out this week in addition to all the injuries we're going to talk about. Um, so if you have Mitchell and C-Mac is out, I think you got to start a Mason I was. I want to. I, I hate to say wait and see because it might be just a one week thing. But that's the one of these situations that I'm. Uh, you know that the 49ers running backs are going to produce, but we don't know which one it's going to be. 
Um, what about, say, the, the situation in L.A., right, where, again, it doesn't look like it's going to be long-term for Kyron Williams, but he's not going to play, and I, I don't even know what Zach Evans is. I don't know who that human being is. I, am I actually putting in, like, a claim or spending fab money if I own Kyron Williams for Zach Evans, who, again, I had never heard of three days ago? Well, I am a Kyron Williams owner, and because of the injury to Ronnie Rivers as well, uh, you almost have to put in something for Zach Evans again because we're just so light on running backs this week. Uh, the, I tried to look up to see who else was on the uh, the roster for the Rams, and it looked to be as a voice Freeman, but they have been using him primarily as a special teams player. So if one had to guess, it, it's going to be Zach Evans' show. Um you're 100% right. Is this a guy that we were thinking about starting maybe uh, a couple of weeks ago? Absolutely not, but that's the name of the game of fantasy. Next man up, especially when it comes to running back position, and that is Evans in uh, L.A. right now. But, but again, are you using fab money? Are you putting like are, are you are you wasting top waiver claim priority on these guys when the injuries don't seem like they're going to be long-term? Um, if you're in my situation where you're a Kyron Williams owner, yes, I throw a little, maybe a couple bucks here and there because I need somebody to start this week. Um, you know, if you're in a league, say you have a David Montgomery and a Kyra Williams and a C-Mac, that's totally possible. You need one of these guys that we're going to be talking about right now. Uh, so am I trying to get them on my team? Maybe like 2 $3. Obviously not trying to break the bank because we know these starters are coming. But because of, like I said, all these teams on by and all these injuries, we are we're down to the bare, uh, bare minimum here and – yeah, if you need a Zach Evans like kind of I do this week, I will be putting the waiver claim on. All right, so I'll give you an example. In a league where I have Kyron Williams, my options this week, like I'll obviously start Pacheco. I could start Roshan Johnson. I could start Jeff Wilson if he plays, but obviously there's an if he plays. I can start Jameer Gibbs, and I have no idea what's going on with Jameer Gibbs. So am I desperate? Do I feel like between Johnson and Gibbs, there's going to be a good second option, so maybe don't go crazy on these guys that are only going to be like one-week plays? I think Johnson would be the better play just because we now have got some clarity about Khalil Herber. It looks like he's going to be out. Oh, I believe they put him on IR, so he's definitely going to be out for four games. So I agree, but he's still, a Chicago, he's still a Chicago Bear, Joe. That's like, well, I, yeah. Trust me, I get that too. I get that too, but again, it just brings me back to my mid-site. There's only so much we've got to offer a running back, and then the injury to Justin Fields will, would, one, make assume that they're going to have to run the ball a lot more. Uh, so Johnson, if he's not, a, you know, may, if he doesn't come back this week from the concussion, which I'm going to assume he will, uh, maybe you're, you know, still playing the Deonta Foreman. Um, Jameer Gibbs, you know, he's been, it was a kind of a surprise to be inactive once again this week. Um, we didn't even mention him yet, but Craig Reynolds, you know, if Montgomery and Gibbs are out, there's another guy that you can kind of throw in there just because there's not, not much else to, to offer on the Lions roster. Jeff Serpico is with us here on GCR. Um, you say the, the the Lions, right? Like, I I don't know what to make of this. This is going to go down as one of my biggest whiffs from before the season because I was bullish about Jameer Gibbs just about everywhere. W- what, what the hell is happening here? And you pointed out in your column this week, is, is Craig Reynolds like a thing? I wouldn't say he's a thing. He's obviously third in line. Uh, David Montgomery, I think, 
we kind of seen it. I think everybody wanted to see a split between the two, but it looks like this is Montgomery's job, and then you're going to see uh, spurts of Gibbs here and there once he's back healthy. But, yeah, for the time being, again, kind of like I was just saying, if you need a running back, Craig Reynolds is the guy. Um, I know it's not fantasy-related, but I don't know if you saw that block he threw this weekend this spring. I'm on St. Brown on that was. That was awesome. You don't see a whole lot of those in the NFL anymore. Um, but again, yeah, if you're truly desperate and you need a guy, uh, Reynolds is an option. Now, my only concern being there is the Ravens' defense has historically been pretty good against the run. But again, we're kind of desperate this week. So Reynolds, Evans, uh, Elijah Mitchell, uh, you know, even Keonda Ingram. You know, we're we're really uh, looking for any options this week. Keontae Ingram, really, really. I think they said they're going to play all of those guys. Yuck. I don't I don't care about any of that. All right, um, the quarterback position. First of all, thanks for not letting me drop Anthony Richardson a week ago when I could have, you jerk. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and do that now. The Fields injury, the Lawrence injury, where are we finding help at the quarterback position this week if we are desperate? If we are desperate, uh, I mean, we talked about him a little bit before the season or a couple weeks ago, but that's again, this is true desperation. But uh, I guess we're back to the case where you could start Sam Howell this week. Uh, that's how desperate we are. Um, I would normally recommend, I like what I saw from Minshew in the sense that we threw 55 passes last week. You don't like the three interceptions, but then they've got the Browns this week. So that's uh, makes you not want to go with that route, at least for this week. Um, Matthew Stafford is somehow still available for you, maybe. Jordan Love, I mean, again, we got six teams on a bye. We've got a bunch of backup quarterbacks coming in, too, this week. It's a really rough week. We're talking to maybe, you know, we're Geno Stone and Brock Purdy and Not, not Geno Stone, of course. Are, but G- top but, 12 options yeah, this G- week. Geno Smith is, yes. Geno Stone. Or I don't Gino think we're going to start Geno Stone at quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I said, oh, boy, that's a bummer that Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Well, at least I have C.J. Stroud on a bye. So I'm going to be right back to having to carry three quarterbacks this week if Trevor Lawrence can't go on Thursday night, although I'll, of course, wait that out until Thursday to see because I don't think any of the options. Who are the who are the, the other quarterbacks that I'd be looking at? Uh, my options in that league would be uh, Jordan Love is available oh, in that league. I guess. I, I guess. Yeah. So my quarterback options then would be between Daniel Jones, who I just dropped, um, or Ooh. I guess Baker, Derek Carr. Those would be my options. But also Josh Dobbs, who I have rostered. Yeah. See, that just goes to tell you just how rough this week is going to be. <laughs> um, of all those you mentioned, I think you know, I kind of talked about a couple weeks ago, Dobbs because he has the rushing upside. Right. If, if Daniel Jones plays, he obviously brings some uh, rushing upside as well. Uh, and I kind of like their matchup against the uh, commanders this week. But, yeah, it's tough sledding out there for quarterbacks, uh, running backs this week, even tight ends. It's, you know, I honestly was kind of making an argument a couple of days ago. I don't understand why we have six teams on a bye this week and zero next week. Uh, it literally blows my mind. Two, and then, and of two course, last we're talking week. about all these injuries, too. Fun times. Yeah, and then two last week. Fun, yep. fun times in Cleveland. I, uh, I feel like Bernie Sanders now, but I'm once again asking about Taysom Hill at the uh, tight end position. Michael Mayer, I guess, as well, had a big week with Vegas. Who who should we be looking at there? I mean, if I got to pick between the two, it's Taysom Hill. Uh, yeah, Mayer really? was uh, – we're really, again, shooting at the bottom of the barrel here. 
Uh, he saw more targets this week than he saw all season. Maybe maybe they start to make him more of a factor. But uh, I, I do think it was a little bit interesting to see Taysom Hill as the you know had seven targets, I believe, in the first quarter or the first two quarters, something like that, which was absurd. Um, and now uh, you know we've kind of talked about it. he always brings that potential as a rusher, as a passer. The whole half games where he you know where he booms. That's why sometimes he can be a cheat code, but then you will have those weeks where. You know, he's got one target and one rush for one yard, and then you're wondering why you're going that route. Um, but, you know, based on your options, if, if I have to pick between Hill and Mayer, uh, Hill's got the higher upside, I would say. All right, let me let me cover a couple of big-picture things. If Jeff Wilson plays, are, are you playing him, or has Mostert again solidified himself as being, like, the guy? I think Mostert solidified himself as the guy. Um the guy, I mean, we've seen just how lightning quick is. I would temper my expectations on both of those guys this week because anytime you're going against the Eagles defense, you know, I mentioned the Ravens rush defense for the Eagles is probably the best in the league, if not uh, one of the top three. Um, but at the same time, I'm still, you know, if you, if you can get Jeff Wilson on your roster, absolutely do it. I just don't, I'm not trusting him to start this week. There are some rumors about a return for playoff Lenny. Is playoff Lenny worth? I can't imagine a claim or fab money. But I guess depending on your league. If it, but like, is he worth a stash if he's sitting around on Thursday? Um, he was somebody I was stashing in the preseason, but I'm not necessarily stashing him right now. I need to see where he goes first. Uh, I, I saw he was rumored to go somewhere today, and then they, I uh, believe it was Buffalo, and yeah. then. Uh, and then for some reason I got nixed, so I'm not 100% sure what's going on there. Um, I, at this stage of the season, you would think, you know, even with all these injuries we were just talking about, he's still out there. So there's got to be a reason for that. You know, these teams must see something that we obviously don't see. I mean, we've seen the past couple of years just kind of slowing down, to be brutally honest. So uh, I'm not really wasting even a roster spot on him right now until he signs somewhere. Yeah, I hear you. I get it. Uh, in some places, uh, play, people are wasting roster spots on a lot of interesting things. And so, I don't know, man. I, hear you I think there could be worse ways to waste roster spots. And anybody else whose name should be on our radar, we should be even thinking about at this point. Uh, we didn't get to really talk a whole lot of receivers. I know we talked about Rasheed Rice a little bit last week. Uh, he's the best receiver on that team, but I'm still not ready to trust any of those receivers on that Ooh. team. Just about every receiver on that team is playing about 50% of the snaps, so there's no there's nobody really like taking on like a lead role. Uh, every week we're seeing Patrick Mahomes spread it out to 10 or more receivers. I want to say Rasheed Rice is going to be the future at the position. They, you know, everybody wants them to find their next Tyreek Hill, and it could be Rasheed Rice. But until we see an uptick in targets, uh, that's not somebody I'm. I want to put him on my team, but I'm not ready to. Uh, spend a whole lot of fab money on. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I'm I'm in I'm intrigued enough to like say, eh, you know, if he's sitting around on Thursday. I've got him in one league, he's been sitting on my bench. And there's like another league where I'm like, if he's sitting around on Thursday, maybe I grab him, but eh, not today. Not um today. now to keep Mitchell's healthy, how much longer should I, you know, let him sit at the end of the bench? Until you realize until this is just not yeah. a thing, yes. Uh one more week. To be really honest, I so I have a good buddy of mine. I was actually giving a hard time over the weekend because uh, he was pretty much saying, "All right, it's Keaton Mitchell season," and I told him I was like, "I don't see that happening, at least not this week." 
Uh, if you don't start to see an uptick, you know, he played mostly special teams this past week. I don't think he got any carries uh, if not, uh, as a uh, I don't think you got any snaps, so, offensive snaps, yeah. So that's why, honestly, you know, we're, we live in Baltimore. So those kind of guys seem to be uh, stashed a little bit more than they should be. Uh, I'm I'm kind of giving up on that. And then, you know, if for some reason he does, you know, get supplant uh, Edwards and Hill, okay, maybe I'll go make, get a fat money after that. But I still think in the long, in the long run it's going to be the first two. And then Mitchell maybe sprinkled in five, six plays here or there. All right, Joe Serpico, at Joe Serp on Twitter is how you follow him. Of course, PressBoxOnline.com is where you see all of his stuff. Joe, may there be not quite as much desperation when we talk again next Tuesday. Thank you, as always, my friend. We'll talk then. Anytime, guys. Take care. Joe Serpico with us, courtesy of Live Casino and Hotel. Griffin, you want to tell everybody what's going on at Live Casino and Hotel? Uh, they have the second chance drawing right now over at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Maybe luck wasn't on your side in a recent bet. Well, you can turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion between now and January 4th, 2024. All Live Casino and Hotel Maryland Rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum and two nights a week 20 different winners will be chosen prizes ranging from live casino and hotel uh, maryland apparel sports and social ultimate happy hour prizes plus cash and free play worth up to 500 dollars drawings will be held every thursday and monday that's at the FanDuel sportsbook at live casino and hotel maryland at rundle mills must be 21 please play responsibly for help visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER all right um this is a good craig says uh, Glenn, as far as your son's concerned, why don't you just use your neighbor in order to get o- get around what coaching messages you want to give him? It's an interesting thought, right? Like I go back to my neighbor and I say, "Hey, hey Charlie, do me a favor. Tell you tell my son you want to go work with. Him. You just want to go roll the ball around or go uh, shoot shoot jumpers in the driveway. But what I really want you to work on is going to his left." <laughs> like, yeah, it would be a unique uh, idea. I'm not opposed to it. I I just I feel like. I don't know. This is so difficult because somebody would tell me, like, oh, if you don't push them, they're never going to go anywhere. But, like, I don't think they're really going to go anywhere to begin with. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. If I, like, sports to me is still supposed to be just, like, having fun with their friends, and that's all that my 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 eight-year-old in particular cares about. It's the only reason why he's doing it. So do I try to push that? Do I try to see? We were in the batting cages. We went to – they made me take them play putt-putt on Sunday. And then – say make you. I mean, you there was a lot of pressure involved. No, I would have really liked to sit around and watch football all day on Sunday. That would have been great. Maybe eat some chili. Uh, that yeah, would have been good. nice. The... But we went out and we um, we went up. We went all the way up to Churchville actually mm-hmm. because they love that. They just love that course. Like they're course. obsessed with it. I'm like, it's 40 minutes away. Not close. Already giving up a lot of the day. So we go up and we play putt putt. And then part of the reason I like going there is they like doing the batting cages afterwards. And I'm desperately trying to work with him. And I'm like, Do you, are you interested in this? I don't know how to have the the conversation. I am really struggling. Like, I have some fear of fraudulence here. I'm like, I I would like to try to help you in this process. Then I have this question, like, do you want to play baseball? Like, do you, do you want to maybe not play lacrosse this spring? Are you more interested in baseball? Like, I just can't. I'm dealing with an eight-year-old. And at some point, somebody say, that's why you're supposed to be the parent. You step in and you tell them what they're doing. And I'm like, it, uh, if it, 
it's not that big of a deal to me because I don't think he's going to go pro. Well, yeah, not with this attitude. Yeah, thank you. It's very uncomfortable. I don't like this. Like, I just want them to have fun and try to get better and try to learn some skills that can help whatever they end up doing in their life because I'm going to guess they're probably not going to be successful athletes. And then somebody, that's exactly what somebody says back. Well, they can't be unless you commit to it now. What am I, imagine me shipping my eight-year-old off to Steve Johnson right now. Send him down right, Steve, IMG. Steve, you deal with it. You try to figure it out here. Make him a baseball yeah, player. Yeah, good luck. See you in an hour. I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, I was just informed of who the guest is going to be for the Tyus Bowser show tonight. Wow. And um, we want to do a. I think we're going to wait until noon. So, gotcha. like, closer to the end of the show, announce it. It's a biggie. It's a biggie. There's a guest of significance. Wow. One, slated, only, only one? Just the one. Yeah, okay. we had a whole. Okay. I mean, that, that I know of. Oh, okay. Right. Significant guests scheduled to join Tyus Bowser tonight for the Tyus Bowser show at Mother's North Grill. Lamar? It's Biggie. Would you settle down okay. over there? Right. Would you keep it in your pants? Speaking of which. Oh, wait. We do need to do that. We want to do that next? We'll take a break. We'll come uh, back yeah, in. We we'll adjust the Lamar meter. Lamometer. Very good. We'll do that next. Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership of Press Box and Great Ace Memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, October 17th at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports and AJ Michaels. And if you or a loved one have a gambling problem, visit HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food? Check. Quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Life Trail. For more info, head to visit Harford.com. Maryland Open. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier? 
by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria. A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half, must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire, U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or youtube.com slash pressboxonline. Project Game Day returns this Sunday following Ravens-Lions. Myself, Rita, Femi Ion Bedejo, and a cast of characters. Never know who's going to be popping up during Project Game Day. You want to come hang out with us this Sunday following the game, then you need to wander to pressboxonline.com slash gameday, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. It's all brought to you by Superbook. AJ Michaels and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. We'll see you for Project Game Day this Sunday. All right, so I don't know how this thing keeps moving. <laughs> well, it's because he keeps winning. What the hell so. is going on around here? <laughs> the hell is happening? When I'm, is there somebody else? Is, is it the Saturday guys? Do they come in here and mess? But sometimes it happens know. between Tuesday and Wednesday. Like I'll, well, Justin yeah. on Tuesday, I'll walk in here. I'll hey, be Stan's like, coming in. Stan was here. He dropped these off. I, well, he I didn't did. And he's, he wanted time. a number much higher. Yeah. He wanted up at like sixty-five percent. Nuts. Um, so I don't know how that changes during the course of the week. But uh, as of last week, the Lamar meter Griffin was at twenty-one percent. Correct. So where does it go today? The Ravens did win, of course, in Tennessee, and Lamar played well. He played, you know, it's funny. I would argue he actually played better the previous Sunday against Pittsburgh, right? His portion of it. Mm. He was great. This week he was he was good, but I don't know that he was even quite as good as he was the week before. But he played really well. And he brought back some of those Houdini looks that we had uh, seen from uh, Lamar Jackson before, insane runs. I don't know what the hip hip hooray thing is that the Ravens are doing after games. Did you see the video post game? They they go in and like John Harbaugh just lists all of the players that did something during the game, and they all yell back hip hip hooray. I don't know where it came really? from. I don't know what that's all about. It's he lists all the players that did something good. Is that what? Yeah, he's like. He's like, and uh, Geno Stone with the interception. And then everybody yells back, hip, hip, hooray. They don't say Ronnie Stanley with that one block. It's very weird. They, 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 go watch the video from the okay. locker room on Sunday. It's just a bunch of hip, hip, hoorays. I, don't, I would like to know the story of where it came from. The guys appear to be into it. It's very weird. They gave their game balls on Sunday to Eric DaCosta and Justin Tucker. Okay. Okay. Sure. 
All right, 21% last week. I will indeed bump up. Oh. Do one of these. It's like a big jump. 24%. Wow. 24% is where the Lamar meter goes. And one of the things, one of the reasons why I'm bumping it up slightly is something we've talked about before. What we also saw the rest of the league this week is as imperfect as the Ravens are, so is everyone else. Everyone is imperfect. Everyone is flawed. Power rankings are up um, at PressBoxOnline.com if you want to check it out there. And honest to God, I, I don't even know that there should be a consensus about who should be number one in power rankings. So they're apparently not up just yet. Well, they will be. To my understanding, they will be up. And if you told me that you still think the 49ers are the best team in football because, you know, they're the team that when they get McCaffrey and Samuel back, they still have the best, I'll listen to you. If you told me that you think the Dolphins have been the most impressive team, I'll listen to that too. I'll I'll tell you that neither one of those teams is number one on my list. I'll go ahead and I'll give you the number one for me this week. I default back to where we began. As everyone has proven flawed, I default back to one of these teams has Patrick Mahomes. So to me, they default back to being the team to beat. They default back to being the best team in football when we're reminded of everyone's warts. Should we be more worried about Jalen Hurts' interceptions this season? Like, is that a, a bigger story than it's being made out to be everywhere but uh, Philadelphia? And Philadelphia, it's a big story. Everywhere else in the country, it, it's not really being discussed all that much. I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it possible that if the Lions come into Baltimore and beat the Ravens on Sunday, then all of a sudden we say the Lions are the best team in football? Eh? Eh? Everyone is flawed. And so I'm leaving a little room for error in there when I bump it up 24%. Again, the question that we're answering is the percentage chance that Lamar Jackson wins a Super Bowl during the length of the five-year length of the contract that he signed with the Baltimore Ravens. And I, I think the reminder this week is that there's power in just being good. There's power in just being one of the teams that has a chance. There's a lot of mid. At some point during power rankings, you'll realize like how disgusted I am by having to like continue to pretend like there's some sort of difference between the group of teams that we all know are mid-AF. And it's a lot. How do you separate the Raiders from the Commanders, from the Falcons, from the... There is so much mid being one of the teams that's a little bit above mid, I can't tell you that there is a clear difference between however many teams there are. I can't tell you that between one and, let's say, the Bengals. Right now I'd say it's it's 10. But again, I know there's danger in making tiers because you're going to be reminded next week. That it's not. But at the moment, this week, I think there's 10 teams that are playing really good football and you feel really good about. If you wanted to extend it to include the Seahawks, I'd listen. I'm bullish about the Texans, but I still think it's extraordinary to, to say that they're in that group. 
But if you wanted to include maybe the Seahawks, I'd listen. 10 to me is about the cutoff. If I'd say if you're in that group, there's not a ton difference. I'll tell you that the Chiefs are my number one and the Bengals are my number 10. And can I say definitively that if those two teams played an AFC championship game this week that I know that the Chiefs would beat the Bengals? Not a chance in hell. I think if you're in that group, you deserve to have your number tick up a little bit. I don't know that there's a whole lot of difference between anybody in that group. Again, that that can change. And, you know, like say the Jaguars, they're not, they're very much, actually I would say they're very much like the Ravens, right? Like they're very, they're very flawed. You don't know why it is that they're not, they haven't been better than you, you think they are as good as they think they should be. But I think in that group, those teams, just being in that group gives you a better chance. So, yeah, I bumped it up to 24%. And the deeper we get into the season, the more somebody would say, boy, you haven't really moved that number much since the season began. Yeah, I haven't. I believe we opened at 20. Yeah, somewhere around there, we right? Big jump, big spike to 65. And yeah, that was when I let Stan set the number. Um, I, I, I feel like around the midway point of the season, we're officially a third of the way through the season. I feel like around the midway point of the season is the first opportunity for me to say, all right, there's real separation, and the teams that have a chance, like those 10 teams that really have a chance, they jump up more to like 30 40%. We're not quite there yet, and since the Ravens haven't separated themselves at all, there's, how would I move them? They're still sitting around 24. I like the Ravens more than I like other teams. But how do I like the Ravens more than I like any of these other teams? I, I, I can't tell you that I like the Ravens more than I like the Cowboys, and I have no faith in the Cowboys. But they're good. They're in the mix. The Bengals are in the mix. I'm not ready to put the Browns and the Steelers in the mix yet because ultimately I don't think the quarterback play is good enough. But they could get there. That, to me, is still the separator, right? Like, the teams that are in that 10, you have you have at least a higher amount of faith in the quarterback. Somebody would say, and that's why I think you can extend Seattle, because somebody would say, if you have any faith in Dak Prescott, why don't you have faith in Geno Smith? I do think that Dak Prescott overall is a better quarterback than Geno Smith is, but I get it. It's not so significant that they separate themselves. It's why I continue to be more bullish about the Chargers than I am about teams that I bet the Chargers are a sub 500 team the Steelers are over 500 but the Chargers are going to be higher in power rankings this week than the Steelers are because at the end of the day I'll always trust a team that has a quarterback ahead of a team that doesn't until that gets like if the Steelers somehow with mid quarterback play or worse end up being eight and two well then I'll obviously have to I'm not going to continue to put a Chargers team that's four and six or three and seven above a Steelers team that's eight and two but with the sample size still being small enough and the Steelers needing about 12 miracles to be over 500. I'm not going to over-inflate the value of that when I know the quarterback play isn't good enough. To me, if you've got a quarterback and you've played well this season, you're in that top group. How do we factor in, you know, since this is the life of Lamar's tra- uh, contract? Yeah, it's somebody would say, well, you know. what, what Smith, like, won't, you know. Right. Then, so, yes, I would. if you asked me to do this math for other teams, I don't think that I would have the Seahawks uh, above 20%. I think the Seahawks would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 17%. Because I don't know who that quarterback would be that could end up getting there in the future. 
if I look over five years, who's the quarterback of the Seahawks going to be four years from now? Because you love a lot of their young talent, right? The secondary, whew, it's a hell of a secondary to be riding with for a few years to come. But who's going to be throwing the ball in four years? Don't know. So they would not be as high as the Ravens are. They would still be in the conversation. Like, you still have to acknowledge what's going on. And you can't pretend like Geno Smith hasn't played well. Like, that's part of the... Like, I, I don't have faith in Geno Smith, but I have to acknowledge it. Look, I still don't have a lot of faith in Jared Goff. Right. But, my God, he's played well. You, you can't pretend like that's not the case. So, so fine. Like, the, 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 the Seahawks are kind of like, at the moment, the line of demarcation. Like, anything, I, I can listen on the Seahawks. Below that, I can't really listen on anybody until I see something different. I want to say I can listen on the Chargers, but... Come on, man. How long are we going to keep doing this? That's where we are. Well, it's tough. Well, all their games are road games, so it's... I, it, it is part of the story, man. Like, we can't lie about that. Like, it can't be easy every time you play knowing that at best you might have 50% of the crowd that is supporting you. Like, that can't be pleasant. And I don't think it's really different. I know the Rams, during the playoff run a couple years ago, ended up having a couple of, like... Better crowds, but even like when I say better, I, I don't. I think the 49ers still had a ton of fans yeah. there in the playoffs. Like I think even the better crowds are still like maybe sixty forty at best. At best, it can't be easy, man. It is a, it's a tough scene. Do you want the hip hip hooray video? Or I mean, you can share it if you want, just so people can can see it. Oh, okay. Well, no. I, well, you want to pull it up? Yeah, I had it yeah. You can, you can, you can. This is this is what it looked like. This is from the Ravens. I. Again, we can't use the whole thing, and I think that there might be a. I don't, I don't, I don't know how long it took for him to get to the part where he said "hip hip hooray," but go, you know, go. You can go ahead. This is from uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They shared this out on how social. About Zay Flowers for his first ever touchdown. Zay Flowers. You get the point. How about, how about Lamar Jackson for? He goes on about Lamar for a little while. Around. Where you at, Lamar? Come on, Lamar Jackson. They just keep doing it. How about, how about we can't watch the whole thing. He's got it written down. Yeah, right. right. We, we can't. We have, we have like a, I think it's 30 seconds of video that we're allowed to share on here, so I always got to be careful. Um, but yeah, the, just more of that. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's 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 good. They just keep doing it. Justin Madbuke was low on the list. I'm, we're going to ask about it tonight. We're going to ask uh, Tyus and his special guest, who you're about to learn about. He's gonna, I mean, he's going to have to think, go through all 53 guys, right? Like, I mean, it, they went through a lot of guys this week. Because then he's like, Adapo, we know you were inactive, but you practiced well. <laughs> hip, hip. Then it's awkward for the guys that get left off. Like, yeah. oh? <laughs> like, was I not worthy of, of a hip, hip, hooray? I thought I was... I thought I was kind of helpful here today. What's going on there? Is it an English thing? Hip Hip Hooray is not an English thing. I don't think it's a British thing in any way. I don't know. And maybe they've been doing it all season, and I just hadn't watched any of these videos before. It was just, I don't know where it came from, and I'd like to know where it came from. Like, Hip Hip Hooray is is such an old man thing. Like, I think it's still playing in the background. we got to get rid of that. Um, It's such an old man thing that I'd like to know if there's a story of where it came from and why guys are on board with it. Like, it's just such a weird, like, what, what is that? Hip, hip, hooray. Don't look up the origin of hip, hip, hooray. Why? Is it related to, like, war? Or? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That's sad. World War II. And- I, don't want that. I don't want that at all. I don't want that. That's no good. Ah, <sighs> they said. <laughs> so, 
I got one more because uh, I'm about to tell you who Tyus's guest is for tonight. I got another one from Andrew Andrew Seglin. I just read Bo's story about Tyus Bowser. Do you feel like if he doesn't play this season, then he's going to be gone? I I would say that, and it's one thing that I would say that I'm surprised that Bo didn't reference in the because I did read it this morning. I thought Bo was fair. I just a lot of times when guys go through this and they've been good hands, teams will attempt to work out a new deal before they just release someone. Like when we just assume cap casualty. I mean, if you know somebody can't play any longer, like that's a different conversation. First of all, we don't know anything yet with Tyus. We're being—it's still wildly speculative. But let's just say that what John Harbaugh was trying to say yesterday is that Tyus isn't going to play this season. Then Bo's point in his column, and you know, point taken. Bo's point is, given where his contract sits, there's a likelihood of him being a cap casualty next year. It would be uh, you could clear five point five million dollars in cap space while you only have two million dollars worth of dead money. That math works. But if someone's a good hand, and you believe they can be healthy, like if if the choice right now with Tyus and the Ravens is, do you want to get the surgery? Then again, I don't know, and I I have no idea. I'm being wildly speculative. But if that's what's going on, they might be working now to say, hey, look, we think you should get the surgery. Or maybe Tyus is saying, well, if I do that, then maybe you guys are just going to release me at the end of the year because I haven't played, so I don't like that. I'm going to try to grind it out and play. And that's where sometimes sides will come to the table and say, why don't we go ahead and rework that deal now so that you're not worried about it, you can do what's best, and we can move forward. And that's the only point that I would bring up about Bo's story is that when you say it seems unlikely he will at all, well, maybe. And by the contract that's put out there, I would see why he would say that. But it's interesting to me that, and I don't like criticizing Bo. Bo and I, you know, I love Bo. But this is when you like someone, when you think they're a good football player, they can be helpful. You tend to try to figure out a way to make that work. And maybe Tyus would say, well, I think that I could go to the open market. But to the point, having only played nine games in two seasons, I don't know that it's time that he want to go to the open market. So it might very well be that if this is the case and Tyus is not going to play this season, then the sides could all come together and say, let's figure this out to make it work to at least know that you're going to be here next year. Let's figure out that number. It's going to come down. That, to closer, that cap figure is going to be closer to that $2 million worth of dead cap space in order to make it work. But let's figure something out in order to make that be the case because you are a good hand, and if it's going to cost us $2 million worth of... I'll never understand this thought process. Why you would immediately go to release somebody if it's going to cost you $2 million worth of dead cap space anyway, why wouldn't you try to make the number work to have the cap figure be the same as the dead cap space and have that player be on your team and helping you instead of not being. So that would be the only thing that I would point out about Bo's story. His points are all correct. Like his, The math is understandable, but the assumption that that means that someone's gone, well, there's, there's still something in between those two things. There's still, like, playing at the number or not being on the team at all aren't the only two options. There is a third option in there somewhere. But, again, speculative. All right. I told you I was going to tell you who the guest is tonight. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Tyus Bowser Show. Mother's North Grill in Timonium. 
7 o'clock. Brought to you by AJ Michaels, Superbook Sports, HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Find out more. PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. And joining Tyus Bowser tonight, the man who has the 10th best pass rush win rate in really? all of the NFL this wow. season. Jadavion Clowney will be wow. Tyus Bowser's special guest tonight. We've already, you don't have to keep the drum That's roll right, going. Yeah, I made right. the announcement. That's normally how these things work. Yes, Jadavion Clowney will join Tyus Bowser tonight for the Tyus Bowser show. So that should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to be my first opportunity to meet Jadavion Clowney. We had joked a couple weeks ago, like, if I was really, if I was the stunt man that I once was in this business, I should let Jadavion Clowney recreate the hit. Ain't gonna happen. Wear a helmet and it ain't, pops off and ain't everything. Gonna, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> not, not happening, dog. It ain't happening. It's definitely come on. Nope, it's not, not happening. It's not over yet. Not it's happening. Definitely not. When I used to let John Jones come in the studio and kick my ass. <laughs> nope, those days are done. I know you can take a leg kick from those John days. Jones. You can, dude. I I took everything from John Jones. <laughs> Jesus. What is that fight, by the way? That's coming up, uh, isn't yes, it? Yes, that is November. We haven't really been week. doing fighting words because the nature of yeah. football. It's this just is football a big season. What? Is a There's big a there is a pay per view yes. this weekend. All right. right, if if you remind me on Thursday, we'll right. try to do like a special. It's difficult in football season. Yeah. Everything gets harder, and then we had, the Orioles were in the playoffs. There was yeah. a lot going on around here. So maybe moving forward, we have time to bring back fighting words on Thursdays. Might depend on the. I I was certainly not going to talk about whatever the crap. Paul brother yeah, fight that I was mean, not going to happen. Uh, I p- wasn't planning on talking about that for what it was worth if we had had time. Ugh, gross, gross. Uh, right, remind you got to remind me though. Yeah, you have to because we'll get lost in everything else that we're doing. Yeah. So you got to remind me if we're going to try to do fighting words this week. But uh, yeah, Jadavion Clowney joining us tonight for the Tyus Bowser show. Looking forward to that. Should be an awful lot of fun. Where else would you want to be but at Mother's North Grill in Timonium for the Tyus Bowser show tonight? All right, very good. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by Superbook. Again, the numbers moved. It's three now. The Ravens are favored by three at home against the Lions. If you're thinking, hmm, the Lions are really good. The Ravens are coming back from London. I I don't know that that number is going to be able to stay there. I feel like the action is going to start moving the, the Lions' way at some point during the week. Well, then go try to take advantage of it right now. Get to Superbook.com, download the Superbook app, use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up, and when you do, you will receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Superbook.com, download the Superbook app, use that code GlennClark23. What you got? Uh, so per NFL research, uh, Raheem Mostert now has, is it, I say Mostert, is it? I don't know if it's Mostert or Mostert because I... To me, it's always been Mostert, so... He has 11 touchdowns through six let's games. Get a, let's get an official answer. That is the second most through six games uh, since... Or it's the most since 2005 when this player uh, scored 12 touchdowns through his first six games of the it's season. It's Mostert. It is Mostert? Yes. Okay. All right, cool. All right. Nice. Yeah. I win. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, unless unless he's think, changed it since then. Yeah, like, unless that yeah. was, yeah. Like Devon A. Chan. And there are A-Chan. plenty of guys that have. What, who was it that we talked to before? The, oh, it was, uh, uh, nobody's uh, called Deontay Banks Tay Banks. Tay, Deontay yeah, Banks yeah. came on with us before the season and said, yeah, it's just Tay Banks now. And Al Michaels was throwing out Deontay Banks. Mm-hmm. Or not Al Michaels, but uh, Tariko. Yeah, no yeah. one has continued to call him Tay Banks. Everybody's continued to go with Deontay. So, I had the same situation with Yannick Ngakwe, right? who it was Yannick Ngakwe in college. 
he was on with us. He was like, no, it's actually unique. And I'm like, oh, how about that? No, he told nobody else, apparently, because everyone else continued to call him Yannick Ngakwe. Um, uh, Patrick McCary is another one. Like, everybody always said Macari. Yeah. And I was talking to him one day. He's like, it's actually McCary. And I was like, well, dude, let's get it right. You know what I mean? Like, let's get it right moving forward. And I continue to hear Macari all the time. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so Moser has 11, 11 touchdowns this season through six games. Despite uh, the fact that he wasn't always the primary back. Right. Since 2000, it's the most since 2005 when this eventual MVP had 12 touchdowns through their first. Was 05 Sean Alexander? It was Sean yeah. Alexander. So most touchdowns through six games since Sean Alexander. Uh, you know, we talked about how kind of ugly this week was for football. Uh, teams average this week 18.4 points per game. Yeah, it was which not an exciting weekend yes. for up and down offense. And Coming from Andrew Siciliano, is the lowest since, yeah, I'm sure I get you to guess what week in year. It's been uh, nine years. Uh, uh, okay. Well, actually, I'm surprised it was that reason. I was going to guess before that. Uh, week 15 of 2014 when everyone averaged 18.2 points per game. Slow week uh, in the uh, in the NFL, and now Bryce Harper uh, on his birthday hit a home run yesterday. He became mm. the fourth player in uh, postseason history. You n- no, no. Joining? Where, where would I ever begin? Oh, it's so weird. I happen to know all of the baseball players who were born in October. Two of them are active. One of them is not. Um, Willie Akins is a non-active. Player. Oh, well, that was actually going to be my first guess. Was? Oddly, was well, Willie see, Akins. See, I knew you. Um, the other two, Colton Wong, uh, okay, sure, has a home run on his birthday, and then uh, this player is on the Diamondbacks and was playing a side, playing opposite side. Um, Bryce Harper also hit a home run on his birthday in the playoffs. <laughs> he is. Uh, uh, <laughs> Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria. All correct, right. How about correct. that? Yes, Evan Longoria. And then finally, uh, Kyle Schwarber hit a uh, his fourth leadoff home run in his postseason career, uh, which now catapults him into first most in MLB history in terms of leadoff home runs in the postseason with four. Can you name everyone with multiple leadoff home runs? It would be another six guys that have had multiple in the postseason in leadoff home runs in the postseason. In a game, like I mean, so in, in a, in to, to lead off career. the game or to lead off the inning, lead off to the lead game. off the game. Mm-hmm. These are leadoff hitters. Right. So I'll, I don't think so, but I'll say Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson, he has yeah. two. I mean, it only takes two. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of opportunity. They only played in the playoffs a couple of years. Uh, Ricky Henderson? Not Ricky Henderson. Uh, how many did you say there were? Yeah, Ricky did it once. Um, Six. Six more. So there are seven guys total. Kyle Schwarber has the most with multiple Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins. He is tied for second with three. Rollins, Schwarbro, Brady. Brady. Um, Curtis Granderson. Curtis Granderson, only one. That Good bum. <laughs> Altuve. Altuve is uh, not multiple times, if any. Where would Altuve be? I'm not seeing Altuve. So. How about Jeter? Jeter, he is uh, tied with Jimmy Rollins, so three. The problem with Jeter is he didn't know how much he actually let off. Like, he let off for some of his career, but he didn't always. So you got the top Apparently three. he's on the list. Yes. Um, Soriano? Uh, no, not Alfonso Soriano. Don't how about. Him. How about. Man, this is Yeah, the next three are tough. a little. Um, this is tough. They've all they all played on this side of the millennium. 
Great. <laughs> Great. Oh, well, now it's obvious. Jacoby Ellsbury. Uh, not Jacoby Ellsbury. Brett Gardner. Not Brett Gardner. Hey. There is a, a Red Sox Yankee on there. I'm, I'm not sure if he hit these with the Red Sox and Yankees, but. There's a Red Sox Yankee, but Johnny Damon? Johnny Damon, yes. Yeah. Johnny Damon has led off with home runs twice. And then think of um, what two teams made great runs in 2010 and 2011 to eventually win. Let's think about what teams the made Series. the runs in 2010 and 2011. Uh, 2010. Jesus Christ. Now I'm all the for some reason those years are specifically running together. Would that be? Oh, sorry, he wasn't on the team in 2010. All right, I guess so. Okay, he was on the so. other. He was part of the other uh, teams that uh, that won. Well, I was the say, 2010 team with the 2010. So, uh, am I thinking of the Giants? Yes. Who was the leadoff hitter for the Giants? God, why am I blanking on who was leading off for the it Giants? It is pretty random. I didn't. Why am I blanking on who led off for the Giants? I really don't have any other hints I can give about him. He he. Came up with the Cubs and then went to the Mets and then he won two World Series with the Giants. Came up with the Cubs, went to the Mets, won two World Series with the Giants. It was... And he wasn't on the 2010 team. He was, wasn't on the 2010 team. And when was it the Giants then? 12 and 14. 12 oh, through okay. 14, Or 12 through 16. But. Hey. <laughs> Came up with the Cubs, went to the Mets, won the 2012 Giants. And he, I'm assuming, was an outfielder? He was an outfielder. Would that have been... I know I'm going to feel stupid. Uh, you might not. If it's a, it's a Pagan? Yes, Angel Pagan. Okay. Angel Pagan. I was between Pagan and Cabrera, and I couldn't remember who where Cabrera... Because Cabrera right. played for everybody. Yeah. Uh, all right. Two leadoff home runs for Angel Pagan, mm-hmm. and then one more, the 2011... Rangers? No, no. Or the Cardinals? The Cardinals, yes. So who would have let off for them? That would have been Renteria? No, not the, not Renteria. That would have been... Who let off for the 2011 Cardinals? That would have been... Just uh, actually think of big moments for the 2011 Cardinals. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think it was Yachty. I don't think no, it, it was Pujols. No. I don't think it was... Was Holiday else, still on that, was on that team? Yeah, not Holiday. Who else was on that team? Berkman, I think. No. No, but I, I know he didn't lead off. Who else was on that think team? Think of the highlight from the 2011 World The game. hell are you supposed to Colby Rasmus? No. I don't remember what the highlight was. It was like game six, and he hits a home run, and then a triple, and or he hits a triple, then, a, then walks yeah, just it off. T- and just tell David Freeze. David Freeze led off? Apparently. <laughs> Twice. Okay, now that's more. At least I, twice that he hit I, of course, remember David Freeze having some playoff, but the, the, fact, the idea that he led off is the crazy part to me. See some wine. That is weird, man. That is some weird, weird, weird stuff. All right, I, we could have been here all day without <laughs> me thinking that David Freeze was the leadoff hitter for the Cardinals. That is bizarre, dude. All right, whatever. That happened. Very good. Tidbit was also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out Toyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, uh, here's what's coming up tonight. Totally tubular rise. Tubular is brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. They have a hiring event coming up Saturday, October 28th at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson. Opportunity for you to find out more about some opportunities that could exist 
careers in the Baltimore County Police Department. Also, while you're there, you could go through the process. Written test, agility test. Maybe just learn more from the members of the specialized units that will be in attendance. That's what you can do on Saturday, October 28th. But if you're not thinking about a career in the Baltimore County Police Department, it's still an event for you because it's also a community event and a chance for you to get your kids, get them in their costumes, come out in a very safe environment for a trunk or treat event. So that's all coming up October 28th, 700 East Chopper Road in Towson. Find out more. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com or give them a call, 410-887-5542. Game two of the NLCS tonight at 8 on TBS. Merrill Kelly goes to the Diamondbacks against Aaron Nola and the Phillies. Loyola soccer is insane. Loyola soccer, by the way, unbeaten in 11 games. Wow. Unfortunately, they've only won four of them. Is that four? Four, oh, and seven. Yes, in their last 11 games. But unbeaten Unbeaten. in that stretch, which is very good. (laughs) Top of the Patriot League. Would like for more of them to be wins. They just don't lose. They don't lose. They do not lose, but they love to draw. Uh, they're like my six-year-old. They love to draw. Uh, it's 6 o'clock tonight on ESPN+. Plus. Some college football tonight. In fact, a lot of college football tonight. Yeah. CBS Sports Network, Middle Tennessee and Liberty at 7. Western Kentucky, Jacksonville State at 7.30. ESPN2, Southern Miss and South Alabama at 7.30. U.S. Men's National Team plays a friendly tonight. 8.30 against Ghana on TNT. So we're calling it weekday Conference USA? Is, I yeah, think. Oh, that's the fun belt. That's, that's the action yeah. Weekday CUSA. Eh, it doesn't have the same no, feel it to it, but uh, we can go with it. Uh, of course, uh, the, the USA Network for WWE NXT, the, the Hockey Tonight, ESPN's got Lightning Sabres at 7.30, Avalanche Kraken at 10. There's some preseason hoops. Find the rest of it at glennclarkradio.com. But none of it matters because you're going to be at Mother's North Grill in Timonium for the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Jadavion Clowney starting at 7 o'clock. So that's who cares about all these other things. But right. maybe for later. What else is happening tonight? Um, Not a whole lot. I'm trying to find out what – because Rafael Fricall was – for, yeah, for a call was leading off most of the 2011 playoff run, but that's like the one year. I don't know. I don't know when Freeze was leading off. Uh, welcome to Rexham new episode. And for and call makes way more sense. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, way more. Uh, welcome to Rexham, and I mean that's really it. There's a de- documentary on Paramount Plus called Crush, where there, there, there was a. Is event. it about orange crushes? Because no, I might be not. willing to. It's about the, there was like a crowd event. There was a crowd crush in. South Korea last Halloween oh, apparently God. yeah and it actually looked really scary like not you know but it looks you know very terrifying talking to the people because apparently 150 people died in this thing so it's on Paramount Plus that's the only other highlight okay yeah okay probably watch right, Welcome to Rexham instead yeah I would choose to, well I would be at the Tyus Bowser show is right. what I would well Welcome to Rexham comes on at 10 so yeah you can get home in time to yeah. watch Welcome to Rexham look at how that works out very good all right thanks today to uh, Kadri Ismail thanks to Kadri trying to get after Tyus Bowser, God. Uh, thanks to Luke Pierce from Navy. Shut up. Thanks to Joe Serpico. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Stuffing thing. It's not great. No. Not great. Okay. Thanks everybody at Pressbox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, the Maryland Five Star, AJ Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, the Baltimore County Police Department, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday evening. Go Loyola Soccer. Duke sucks.